What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Wednesday, December 13th, 20 and 23. And the Buck and I are with you for the next two hours. Plenty of Texas football conversation to get into. It is Kobe Black Commitment Day. Will the Longhorns pick up a commitment from one of the top DBs in the class of 2024? Plus, postseason awards. That's right. We're going to be handing out some hardware this morning. Team MVP, Offensive and Defensive Players of the Year, Assistant Coach of the Year, and so much more. We've got some NFL power rankings to get into today. There's an interesting report about the future of Bill Belichick in New England that we need to talk about and some funny videos and audio to play for the people. We are jam-packed on a hump day edition of the morning program right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. What's going on, Buck? I'm doing quite well, BK. How about yourself? And uh, yeah, I, I know... I saw you out there swinging that club yesterday. You're looking good. Nah. Oh, no, you were okay. It was okay. And you hadn't been out there in a while. Let me tell you, that was fun. That was uh, the folks at Lake Cliff. Thank you very much. That was uh, that was an enjoyable day. It really was. It was a beautiful day yesterday. It was, yeah. Man. Upper 60s in the middle of December. Had some wow. sunshine out there. You can't ask for much more than that, can you? It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And that's a really cool place out there by the lakes, you know. And it's, it's just wide open, lots of fun, unbelievable greens. You know, I mean, good to be out there with the boys playing a little golf yesterday. But folks at Lake Cliff, they did us right. They really did yesterday, and we appreciate that. Absolutely. If you want to become a member, please, member, please do. They've got about 20 memberships available. Yep, lakecliffgolfclub.com for more information yes. about that. But, yeah, we did our morning show there yesterday, had a ton of fun, and then they let us play out there on the course. And it is a beautiful course, man, wow. wide open. A uh, lot of margin for air on that place. Not enough for me, but a lot of margin for air at that yeah, so place. we got some water spots out there that aren't very much fun. Oh, and I found them. <laughs> That's for sure. I think we all found them yesterday. Yeah. None, none of us played all that great. But a round of golf with the Texas Cheaters is always an eye-opening experience. That's for damn sure. You guys were passing money around after the round, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? You guys are just making shit up as you go, trying to no, figure they out. they pay up my birdies. That's what they need to do, pay up them birdies. I think you guys ended up even. Like, you literally were, like, just exchanging money with one another so fast that at the end of the day, I think you guys literally all ended up with the same exact amount that you started with. I lost a little bit. Even with two birdies, I lost some yesterday. The team the team deal, when we played teams for six, I won one, and I think I lost. No, I won. That's right. I won one. Won you one, won one. Two. Yeah, so I, I lost one. That's all. It was okay. I don't know. You guys are just making stuff up as you go, I think. Oh, and it's always something missing. Wait a minute. You missed that, or you missed that one. Yeah. You didn't miss that one, you know. Someone's conning you. Someone's doing a magic trick where they're just uh, getting all of y'all's money every single time. Scorekeepers, scorekeeper. Yeah, that's a smart one guy to keep the score. So that's that's the problem. Nobody nobody wants to be the scorekeeper. So you have to trust somebody to be the scorekeeper, and, and you put all your faith in that person. Then when they're done giving you the score, you're like, no, that's wrong. Is it the same guy every time? Same guy. Uh oh. Always Richard. Yep. Well, Richard is richer than the rest of you. Absolutely. No <laughs> doubt about it. Sport. No doubt. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, 
and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so much for what you do. It is appreciated. Thank you very, very much. And please do be safe out there. Amen. Amen. Thanks to uh, everybody for commenting this morning. Hit us up on the code of text line, 512-222-9328. Appreciate the love. Make sure you like this video if you're in here this morning. Uh, it was not a six-hour round. We got in and out of there in about four hours, man. When you have you, when you don't have those tea times, when you can go as you please, that works out. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. All right, plenty of Texas football to talk about, as I mentioned. But stop me if you've heard this one before, Buck. Last night in the NBA, Draymond Green got ejected for taking a cheap shot at somebody on another team. Yeah, that was a pretty cheap shot. Now, it wasn't a These nuts. kick <laughs> like we've seen from Draymond in the past. That guy has not no a regard. Going. No, that guy's a, a big fan of the gonads, or at least punching or kicking the gonads. We didn't have that, but we had a UFC spinning back fist from Draymond Green last night. Check this out. Middle of the game against the Suns, going up against Yusuf Nurkic on Phoenix, and he literally hits him with a spinning back fist. I feel like we need John Anik and Daniel Cormier and Joe Rogan on the call wow. for this year. Yeah, Draymond Green ejected. Third time this year that guy has been thrown out of a game. I mean, he literally turns around and punches this dude right in the face. He caught him right across the chin. Pow, right in the kisser. Yeah, and this guy is just coming off of being in there seeing the commissioner, so he'll be in there again. Yep, he's got a meeting with the league office today. We'll see Fool me what once, happens. fool me twice, fool me a thousand times. Yeah. That guy is, uh, I mean, he's not fooling anybody anymore. He's no. hes a dirty player. He's obviously been a great player for Golden State throughout the dynastic run that they've had, but this is a, a long pattern of behavior at this point. And I love, I love the apology we got from Draymond after the game. He said, quote, I'm not one to apologize for things I mean to do, but I do apologize to Yusuf because I didn't intend to hit him. I sell calls with my arms, so I was selling the call and I swung, and I unfortunately hit him. Or fortunately hit him. Yeah, you think that was selling a call? or That looked pretty intentional to me. You kind of know where the guy's face is when he's guarding you like that. First of all, you're not a ballerina, dude. Don't even give me that ballerina move that you just pulled. Yeah, You can't make that move. You can't make that move coordinated enough that a big guy like that, you're, I don't know if you want to hit him in the face, you want to hit him though. You want to make you're trying to make contact with him somewhere, and you did. Yeah, you're either going for a groin kick or a kidney punch or something Shot to the, to the neck. Yeah, I mean, something the, yeah, jugular. Yeah, I mean that's 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 intentional. That's not a mistake. Yeah, that was uh, very deliberate, without question. And I think Draymond's about to be suspended. Again, I mean, if he did that shit at a bar, he would get arrested. So, oh, yeah. Feels like a suspension is is definitely coming. And you had the choke. Didn't Draymond Green choke out Rudy Gobert oh, yeah, earlier this season? Yes, he did. Had his hands around his throat. This guy really is something else. And Steve Kerr's head coach, you know, I don't know if something ever will happen to him for his player doing this over and over again. But, uh, yeah, there's your latest with Draymond Green. I'm waiting to see yeah. Draymond on court TV sometime. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, once he's done with this with this antic that he's doing here, he'll be on court TV for something he's did outside of basketball. This dude can't help himself. 
little Judge Judy action, oh, perhaps? That's ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Warriors are also struggling this year. They're 10 and 13, and a lot of people are thinking maybe the dynasty is officially over in Golden State. So yeah, I think there's some last-year contracts coming up right now. So Yeah, they've got some interesting decisions they've got to make. Their GM, Bob Myers, is now an analyst on TNT or ESPN, one of the two. Uh, it kind of feels like he jumped ship when uh, he realized the Titanic was going down. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, Golden State's struggling, and Draymond Green continues to do the ridiculous stuff that he always does. And, once again, a suspension probably coming his way once again for a UFC-like move. That's a new one. We've seen plenty from Draymond in his NBA career. I don't know if we've seen the uh, the spinning back fist right there, making Izzy Adesanya happy with that one. Yeah, he's uh, he, this is, this is going to be five or more. This is going to be closer to ten games here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. How about this comment that I saw earlier? Yo, Buck, my son has the flu. He's He hasn't talked about never having the flu. He needs to talk about it more. Mm. you got to tell yourself you'll never have the flu, and you'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. She's had it before, but she'll never have it from that point on. Gloria? Gloria's never going to get the flu again. That's impossible. Once you start saying that, the flu just gets scared and runs the opposite direction. She must be taking a tibia or whatever it is. A tibia. What was, isn't that, what was that deal the lady was taking the dancer? Oh, Jardians? Jardians. <laughs> that's for like just, diabetes, dude. I just saw a tibia. I don't know what that, that's something for your head. That's for head games when you start to forget shit. Sort of like me. Oh, you know? are you taking that? Maybe you need oh, to be I'm taking, not taking that. any of that stuff. No. Optivia. I oh. take a baby. I take an 81 milligram baby aspirin a day and some Vicodin before I play golf. Taking baby meds? Take baby meds. Take one baby med every morning when Is I get up. Normal? Is that normal? Yeah. 81 milligrams helps you. It helps your, you know, keep the blood flow. Hmm. Octavia is apparently for weight loss. So, oh, are you calling that woman from yesterday fat? Fat? No, she's a pretty lady. You think so? Yes, the dancer. It looked like a big blueberry to me. <laughs> the dancer. Oh man, I'm sorry about your son having the flu. Just yep. tell him to repeat that those words. I'll never have the flu. Well, What's if you thing? have the flu and you start saying that, does it's that too mean late. The flu? Okay, the flu doesn't go away quicker if you do no, something like that. No, it won't go away. You just have to, once it's over with, you have to start, when it starts to, it says start to go away, that's when you start saying it. You'll never have the flu. It means you'll never have it again. Right. But if you, if you don't say it and you get, it's over with and you say, well, that's all right. I'll just wait it out. That's the problem. Don't try to wait it out. Talk about it. Get it out. Get out in front of it, huh? Absolutely. I got to start doing that a little bit more. That is smart. Hey, while we're on the uh, the NBA, we don't spend much time talking NBA basketball here. And I know some people are probably frustrated with the fact that we have talked about the NBA. Or, they're, for or, they're happy as hell. or some people are happy as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you hear what Stephen A. Smith reported about Zion Williamson earlier this week? Please don't. Is it about his eating habits? Of course it's about his eating habits. That's why <laughs> I'm playing it. I mean, come on. We're talking about the Jardian. We're talking about the Jardians lady. You're bringing up weight loss pills. Of course, we're talking about Zion's eating habits right now. He must, he can put it down. Somebody guy whose weight fluctuates. 
This is real, dude. Like, this sounds like something from The Onion, or this sounds like something that's AI-generated. But this is Stephen A. Smith on first take with Shannon Sharp. You know, that's where uh, Uncle Shannon is nowadays. Yes. And here was Stephen A. talking about a report that he heard involving Zion Williams. It is shameful. You got chefs in New Orleans. I'm not exaggerating. I'm quoting people. You got chefs in New Orleans who love them. They're looking for them. Everybody, every chef there wants to meet them. Because they know he'll show up to their restaurant. The, the, the word out on Zion Williamson is that he'll eat the table. I'm quoting. <laughs> he'll eat the table. What in the hell is going on with Zion Williamson? Dude, that is a real report from a... <laughs> he will eat the table? Real journalist in Stephen A. Smith. He will eat the table. And then he said it again on national television. If I'm Zion Williamson, I am kicking Stephen A.'s ass the next time I see him, or I'm just eating him. Oh, yeah, he'll probably just eat him. Yeah, he'll probably that dude is eating the table. Yeah. And, and everything table, around it. The tablecloth, the curtains in the restaurant. The chairs. The chairs, the crowns that are given out to the kids, the drawing on the kids' menus. <laughs> That dude, can you imagine how the meals come in and he gets his portion first? They oh. let him divvy out the portions to him and his guests. Oh my goodness. You think he's a dessert first kind of guy? He's a anything that hits anything that gets in front of his eyes first. That's what he's having. Dude, New Orleans was a jug of milk. I mean <laughs> <laughs> chugging his jug. You ever tried to you ever tried the gallon challenge? No, no, nope. no. Oh, that's that's the worst night of your life right there. Oh, my God. That guy, I can imagine when that slice of cake, he, he stops him. Hey, no, 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 just leave the cake here. You don't have to slice the cake. Just leave the cake. <laughs> they, they, like, roll out the dessert cart, and he's like, just leave the cart. <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. You, know, you, you pick one. And Zion, these aren't real. These are models. That doesn't matter. I'll, no. I'll, give me the real ones, but I'll also eat these, too. <laughs> God, he's so big. Oh, my God. He is a big boy. And, yeah, New Orleans was such a bad fit for that dude. I mean, that's oh my goodness. one of the best eating cities in the country. And I'm so excited to get out there. I think I gain, like, five pounds every time I go to NOLA. Well, it's good because I'm trying to gain weight. So this will be a good experience for me. There you go. Yeah, I, I could put on a few LBs, too. So we'll make sure we get some good uh, Cajun mm -hmm. food out there. Our guy Michael says Zion is on the seafood diet. Yeah, oh, yeah. You seafood, you eat it. Man, oh man. Yeah, people ask Zion what his favorite. He eats the table. That's yeah. awesome. Play it it again. is shameful. You got chefs in New Orleans. I'm not exaggerating. I'm quoting people. You got chefs in New Orleans who love them. They're looking for them. Everybody, every chef there wants to meet them because they know he'll show up to their restaurant. The, the, the word out on Zion Williamson is that he'll eat the table. I'm quoting. <laughs> he'll eat the table. What in the hell is going <laughs> on with Zion Williamson? That dude will eat the table. Anything that they roll out, he's eating. It's not like, hey, would you want to taste this? He goes, oh, no, I want to eat it. Just I don't leave need samples. It. I don't no need samples. samples. What do I need a sample for? I'll eat the whole thing. Whether yeah, I like I, it or not, it's going down. I, I hope we somehow, some way, end up in the same restaurant with Zion oh. while we're out there. I don't want him coming over to my table eating eating my table. No, yeah, we might have to take our food to go and then run fast so he doesn't <laughs> tackle us trying to steal our grub. Uh, they asked Zion Williamson recently what his favorite food was, and his answer was more. 
More, yes. All of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's a a great player, man. Like, he's had a really good year. He's actually stayed healthy for the most part this season. Like, he's a supreme talent. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, the injuries have taken a toll, and you feel like maybe the weight has been a reason why he's been hurt as often. Do you think that's one of the reasons why he stays hurt? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's a lot uh, for those legs and those feet to have to carry. Wow. You're playing basketball. so Carrying that extra person on him? Yeah. <laughs> Get that dude some Jardians. <laughs> oh, man. Get that guy some uh, Optiva or whatever you call it. Here's a, a big Tiva or whatever it is just for memory loss. You know, it'll help you out with your memory or something. I'm like, I don't need that shit to help me with my memory. There's your girl right there, by the She's way. She's okay. She's okay. Okay. She's out there dancing. She's doing her thing, making her coin, you know? Yeah. That commercial plays all the time, so. Wearing her outfits. She's got the one, the Banana Fanta outfit, the yellow one. She's got the blue one. I like the Banana Fanta one. That was cool. Yep, indeed. indeed. That's what I was dancing to when she was doing the first one. I I can do the little spin she does. Let's see it. I'm not doing it in my desk. I'm spinning around in my chair. Hey, we're on YouTube. You, you can't say you can do something and then not prove it to the people. And I'm back. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that was. I'm back. There you go. You're impersonating Draymond Green doing a spinning back fist there. Poor Draymond getting blamed for that unfortunate incident last oh, night. Oh, my God. Now you're on his side. Oh, he just, I mean, he just swung. He wasn't intent. He said he didn't mean to make contact. By the way, just because you make spinning sound effects doesn't mean that qualifies as a spin, Buck. Oh, really? I'm, I'm afraid so. Thought I got back in a hurry. That was kind of, that was kind of cool. You did get back in a hurry because you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's talk some Longhorn football. Kobe Black will commit later today. We've got some awards to hand out. But before we oh, yeah. dive into all of that, Buck, how about a shout out to one of our sponsors? How about our good friends over at Texas Orthopedics who are seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care? Ooh, and my left knee is starting to hurt me, you know? Got that right knee repaired and got it replaced. And the, and the doc said, you know, eventually that left knee is going to need some help, too. Well, when I went to work out the right knee before I had surgery for three months, I worked that out and got back on the golf course really quickly. The left knee quit hurting because I worked, you know, I worked that one out, too. This one's starting to give in a little bit. But if you're that's Texas Orthopedics is the place you want to go. Now, their physicians specialize in surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults. I'd rather have that non-surgical deal going on. But if you have to have surgery, that's the place you want to go. Spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. When you're there, ask about Dr. Christopher Danny and Dr. Christopher Stockton. Their goal is to get you right back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Texas Orthopedics and shout out to Olipop as well. Oh, yeah, get you some of that next time you're at the grocery store. Make sure you're picking up a couple of cans of that game-changing soda. Go to that H-E-B display right there and grab yourself all the different flavors. Tons. Yep, tons of different flavors of Olipop. It's great-tasting soda that's actually good 
for you. That's right. Inside of every can of Olipop, you're getting nine grams of fiber. You're only getting two to five grams of sugar. And the flavor, I keep harping on the flavor with damn good reason. This tastes just like the stuff you grew up sipping. They've got the original cola. They've got the root beer. They've got the cream soda, the cherry cola, the lemon lime, all of the classic soda flavors that you've loved forever but without the crap that goes into drinking a soda. I mean, that is so bad for you. Speaking of Jardians, you're going to be on Jardians. <laughs> you keep drinking those Cokes and those real sodas. Now get you some Olipop. Hey, everyone's got their New Year's resolutions coming up. This is an easy one because it still tastes like soda, but it's healthy for you. So you there can be healthy, but also still enjoy what you consume. Uh, Olipop has made it happen. Pick it up. Wherever you get your groceries, H-E-B, Walmart, Target, Costco, Whole Foods. They've got it at some of the convenience stores as well, including some of the 7-Eleven locations. Uh, yeah, drink Olipop. You won't regret it, man. Absolutely. Speaking of 7-Eleven, you see I had my hard copy with me yesterday. You did? Uh, yeah. I rolled in there with the hard copy of the Austin American Statesman from 7-Eleven. I, I got an early, we, we, we were out, uh, of course, on Highway 71 at 6 a.m., which looked like Grand Central Station at 6 a.m. My goodness. God. Going out, not coming in, but going out 71, going out west. I'm thinking that's going to be a smooth sailing yeah, yesterday morning. Man, people were out there. They got to work. People got to work. I'm driving like 40 miles an hour on <laughs> 71 at 6 in the morning. It's like I'm just sitting behind these two semis. Oh, no, can't get up all the hills up there. It's like, oh, oh shit, yeah. this thing's about to roll down and take me out. Yeah, that's that's um that, that was surprising to me because I'd been, I, you know I'd been out that way I'd gone out you know I've it's been a long time since I played golf like when the the butt crack of dawn you know I'm generally you know having something to do in the morning so we get out there 11 11 30 to play but there are people that you know we saw them yesterday there were folks when the sun came up that were ready to go get their day underway get their golfing in get their you know they got to go there and get a, an hour worth of workout in first before they actually get to the golf course which is I don't get that. They're probably a lot better golfers than I am, probably because they do that. Me, get out of the cart and let's roll. Yeah, That's, you don't take yeah. any practice swings, no practice You don't take any bugs. practice swing. No, let's go. I think you could be so much better if you actually did. Or take a practice swing? No, like, well, yes, a practice swing or did some kind of warm-up before you started the round. I warmed up. We talked for two hours. <laughs> Yeah, we were, we talked for two hours and had some great breakfast out there. I did there. have a nice sandwich. That sandwich was that hit the spot. That bacon egg with cheese and a, a little bit of a, a toast. That was awesome. Good yeah. food there. No kidding. We're lucky. We're lucky. Our guy Jason says he's on Mopac near Dr. William Cannon, going five miles an hour right now. Oh. Uh, yeah, the, one of the beauties of this job is most days, yeah, we don't have a commute. When we do have a commute, it's usually early in the morning. Like, we'll be at Sue Patrick tomorrow morning. Yes, we will. On Burnett Road, but we'll be there so bright and early that we don't have to deal with too much traffic. But yeah, obviously right now, it's, uh, it is it is brutal out there, man. Yeah, come visit us tomorrow for sure. I, I, I think they'll probably open up around 9 o'clock. We'll be there at 8. I'll talk to Jay today. I don't know if they're going to open up at 8 o'clock, but we will start the show at 8. But by about 9 o'clock... They're going to be ready to rock and roll, and they've got all the gear that you're looking for. If you're headed to New Orleans or you've got those Christmas presents you want to get your Longhorn fans and friends and family, they've got it, man. They've got some outstanding golf shirts, golf apparel out there. They've got... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. They've got some nice little hoodies, and they've got some sales on their hoodies. They're like 38 bucks for a hoodie. Hoodies are big. Kids like the hoodies. Yeah. I like the hoodies. Hoodies are great. I've got like six or seven of them. I love the hoodies. I'll be in a hoodie on Saturday morning there for Blue Santa. I guarantee you that. I'll wear a hoodie without a shirt underneath. What? You ever do that? No. Yeah, if it's like chilly, if it's like 50 degrees, right? That's That will be the shirt that I wear. And that that will do it. I'm a big fan of those. So I, do like my, I do like my new thoughts of... No golf if it's 62 or lower. I mean, 62 is it. It yeah, can't no. be. I, no no golf at, at 60. Oh, it's going to be 60 today. Nope, that's too cold. Not playing. Cold. I'd play in 60. No, man. 62 and above. I, I, I'm like 50 and above. Well, once it gets into what? the 40s, I don't think I can play. But 50s, I can tough that out. You can tough 55 degrees golf yeah. with, the, with the wind? No. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm not good, but I'll, I'll tough out the elements. I'll try it. I got to go play, man. There's that BS. People say if you take a few months off of golf, you'll actually be better for it. Doesn't it doesn't work, no. Dude, I took like four months off of golf, and I forgot how to play. <laughs> no. I'm like, I'm back at square one. It's the worst. No, you can take, it's all right to take a couple of weeks off. You can't take months off of no. golf and think you're going to be better. So I said, well, you forget your old your bad habits. I'm like, no, you forget about golf. You forget how to swing. I'm out there doing like a Jeff Bagwell batting stance. Like, oh, shit, wrong sport. <laughs> It was fine. You'll be just fine. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I'm not we worried about of, it. We got some guys that can hit it, though. Those guys can play. Yeah, some of the Texas cheaters have some game, man. There's no doubt about that. They all just right. putt like I can, that's all. No, nah, you, you are pretty good on the greens. You know, putt for show. Drive for dough, putt. No, wait. Drive for show, putt for dough. There yeah, because I'm not driving it very far. It's not going very far. No. It takes me It takes me a few hits to get it to the green. It takes you a few hits to get it to the fairway, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and those All fairways right. were running fast were they running fast yesterday jeez and the greens my god you barely <laughs> tap a putt and it's going way past the hole you got to learn an awful lot at that place i mean for putting you've got i mean that, those bent greens are fast as hell it's like you got a pool table no kidding no kidding Love fun it. course though yeah out at lake cliff go check them out you can even play a demo round if you're interested Absolutely. in becoming a member Today is commitment day for one of Texas's top recruiting targets in this class of 2024. Waco Connolly defensive back Kobe Black is set to make his announcement at his high school this afternoon. I think around 4.20 p.m. Interesting timing there, Buck. Is he, He's got safety. They got some height on him. Is he? So he's, it depends on who you ask, right? Like some recruiting sites have him listed as a safety some recruiting sites have him listed as a cornerback. Like, I literally just did a Google search for Kobe Black, and 24-7 has him as a safety, and on three has him as a corner. So it, it kind of depends on who you talk to, sure. where Kobe Black projects uh, at the next level. Um, more people I've talked to say safety. They at least feel like his ceiling is higher at sure. safety than it is at corner. But he did play a lot of corner at Connolly in high school, so I feel like there's a chance that at least some schools out there are recruiting him to be a CB. 
at the next level. But either way, this guy is a high four-star. He is one of the top 50 players in the nation. The 24-7 sports composite ranking has him listed as the number 41 player in the country and the number 10 player in the state of Texas. The Longhorns have been in on Kobe Black for a long time. And every crystal ball projection that I've seen out there, Buck, has Kobe Black committing to Texas. And, of course, signing day is a week away, so he'll commit. And you would think a commitment this late in the cycle means that he will put pen to paper and actually sign with UT next week. But this would be a big-time get for the Longhorns. Uh, the DB room they has need. struggled. Yeah, the DB room has struggled this year for Texas, and you can never have too many defensive backs in today's era of college football. This would be nice. Yeah, I mean they 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 need him in a in a bad way. They need him and a couple more just like him, if they can, because that room needs to be filled. That's like your running back room. You just don't have enough of those. You, you never have enough of those, and and especially at pure corner. You know, you can you can turn guys into safeties, but for this group, they need cornerbacks that can that can cover. Guys that aren't in a constant backpedal, you know, and this group is um, this kid. I, I mean, if, if he's played safety, and most kids do in high school, they're safety, they're corner, they're everything when it comes mm-hmm. to the secondary. So, I mean, that's good to hear. I mean, I, I mean, is he a six footer, six one, six two? Uh, I mean, let me pull that up. Six foot. That's fine. Yeah, six foot one ninety. So that's wrong relatively. With that. Relatively standard DB build. Yeah, I mean, if he was a wide receiver, you'd be going great. That's great. Six foot, 190, can fly. Yeah, you got to have him. So, I mean, can never have enough of those type of athletes. So, and, and Texas truly needs him. Yeah, and Texas already has three cornerbacks committed in this class of 2024. They currently do not have a safety coming in. Now, the Longhorns are going after Andrew Makuba in the transfer portal, the former uh, LBJ kid who has started his college career at Clemson and has played there the last couple of years. The Longhorns trying to bring him home in Texas, uh, also in the mix for some uh, another safety, a guy who's committed to Florida right now, Xavier Filsame, who is a five-star who Texas is trying to flip. I think the Longhorns actually have an in-home visit with him this week. And there's a lot of buzz about uh, that young man flipping from Florida to Texas. I think he's from McKinney, so from the state of Texas, the Longhorns would obviously love to keep him here in the state. So no safeties currently committed in this class of 24, but Texas has their eyes on a couple of them, uh, both in recruiting and in the transfer portal too. So Sark, I think, realizes that, hey, the safety play that we've had around here, not great. Obviously, Jalen Catalan uh, is hitting the portal. Yep. You know, he's gone. So that is a, a point of emphasis, I think, for Texas fans. And it feels like the Texas coaching staff realizes that needs to be a point of emphasis for them. Yeah, plus you're going to come here and play early. If you're really, really good, you're playing the minute you get here. Yeah, and I think that's that's an appealing thing for Phil Same and for Kobe Black. Like, oh, yeah. They obviously want to play for a contending team. I think most people do. But they look at Derek Williams, who's a true freshman, who has been a big part of the Texas safety rotation this year. Unfortunately, he suspended for the first half of the Sugar Bowl for that garbage targeting call against Oklahoma State. But, uh, like, he's been playing a lot. So these guys want to play early, and they want to play on good teams. And it feels like if you come to Texas right now, you're going to have the opportunity to do both. Yes, indeed. So I would like that. Yeah, this afternoon, Kobe Black set to commit. He he has pushed his commitment date back. He was uh, originally slated to make his announcement the week of the Big 12 title game, but he postponed it. And usually that scares me 
right? Because everyone thought he was going to pick Texas, and then he delayed his date. And it's like, well, does that mean there's another school that's really pushing? And does that mean he's having second thoughts? But the belief as to why that happened, Buck, is Kobe Black has a brother who plays on Oklahoma State right now. Ooh. So Oklahoma State's in the mix for Kobe Black, too. Uh, they're one of his finalists for him. Well, he wanted to see if Texas could beat them, and that's fine. That ended up happening that way. Yeah, maybe that was a part of it, but I also it's like, man, is it disrespectful to your family if you commit to the school that your brother's playing against this Before weekend? Before the game? Yeah. Like oh, I, that, would be, that would not be cool. I think that was uh, kind of a part of things. So Yeah, that makes sense. You wouldn't do want to do that to your family. Yeah. You'd be pissing people off before Christmas. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's uh, – I don't think Longhorn fans should be too nervous about uh, the postponement for Kobe Black and why he pushed things to today. Um, once again, all of the crystal ball projections that I've seen on the interwebs over the last few days have Kobe ultimately committing to the Longhorns, which would be great. That is great. That's that's great news right there. Yeah, indeed. Someone asked how many years does Makuba have left. I think it's two. I think it's yeah. at least two. Yeah, it seems like he's been at Clemson for a while. I mean, the Makuba brothers are, man, those are those are fantastic players. So it'd be nice to have him for a year or two back home. It really would be. Yeah. And, and he can play now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he absolutely can play. Um, you know, Texas wanted him out of high school. And he ultimately decided to go play for Brent Venables when he was the defensive coordinator at Clemson. But Clemson did a great job of recruiting Austin in recent years. Oh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that in past tense, but it felt like, yeah, when when Dabo and Brent Venables were kind of at their peak, uh, they were plucking all sorts of talent. Yes, they were. Of course, their quarterback right now, Cade Klubnick, is uh, an Austin area kid from Westlake. So uh, there you go. There's the latest on recruiting. Uh, be sure to tune in to It's Only an Hour with Jeff Howe and Jordan Scruggs. They're going to give you all the latest intel that you could ever need. Uh, those guys are as plugged in as you could possibly be. So they'll talk more about Kobe Black's commitment, which is coming later this afternoon. And uh, they'll give you the latest and greatest on all things Texas recruiting. Right now, the Longhorns have the 11th rated class in the country, which feels kind of low. But between now and next Wednesday, when the first signing day gets here, I wouldn't be surprised, Buck, if that class ranking jumps into the top five. No doubt. I mean, if they're able to get Kobe Black to commit, they're able to get Phil Samay to flip, and there's a couple of other names that the Longhorns are going after. Uh, there's a chance, once again, Steve Sarkeesian is able to close on a top five recruiting class. Last year, Texas brought in the number three uh, group in the country. And once again, it's not quite that high right now. I don't know if it gets that high, but uh, shoot, I, I do expect it to be decently higher than 11 by the time this thing is all set. Oh, and when the new year rolls around after the bowl games are over with, things are really going to start to kind of perk up. I mean, that that transfer portal is going to be, that thing will be hit hard. There'll be people moving all over the place in the transfer portal if yeah. they haven't already. But after after the bowl games are over with and people, you know, feel like, well, you know, I thought I was going to play here. I'm not going to play here. Maybe I can get back home, closer to home. That This thing will be It'll be a madhouse like it's been over the last couple of years. Definitely. Yeah, one of uh, Texas's transfer portal targets, or at least reported transfer portal targets, uh, committed to Oklahoma yesterday, a wide receiver by the name of Deion Burks. Uh, I don't know if Texas ever offered him. I don't know how serious Texas was about getting him. Uh, there are tons of receivers in the portal that have been linked to Texas. 
Burks is a great player, though. This is not like, ah, he committed to Oklahoma, so he sucks. We didn't want him anyways. Like, I mean, I, I don't want him to make it sound like that. It's a good get for Oklahoma. This kid was a second-team All-SEC this year, so he's uh, very, very talented coming over from, I think, Vanderbilt is where he was. Yeah, Texas uh, is not in the Purdue. Purdue. He was second-team All-Big Ten. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Texas is not in the market anymore for filling spots for depth purposes. They're looking for guys who can play. You know, they're looking for players now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And look, I, I think Deion Burks will be a player, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Texas was focused on some other guys who sure. are already in the portal or if there are a few receivers who haven't entered their name in the portal yet who uh, Texas is maybe hopeful that will and uh, then they'll go after them there. So Yeah, you can't contact them, but you know who is because they got friends. They got buddies who are, are out there telling them. They tell their friends. Their friends tell other coaches, and that's just how it works. You're telling me tampering happens in the transfer portal? I got to believe it does. Wow, really? Every day, 24-7. Next, next thing you're going to tell me is we get tr uh, tampering with NBA free agency. There's no way that happens, right? Next, you'll tell you that Draymond didn't mean to hit that guy across his <laughs> mug last night. Yeah, Draymond's also a great guy who's innocent of any crime that he's ever committed. No, man. All of those things are true. So, yeah, the latest and greatest uh, for Texas football. And you're right. Like, Texas, even if they don't have a top five or top three recruiting class from a high school standpoint, uh, I think Texas is going to have one of the top three to five just off seasons in terms sure. of accumulating talent with the combination of the portal and high schoolers. Like just this this thing is rolling right now, and uh, people want to come play for UT. And, now, you and told me the Russian, the, the Russian from UTSA, he is coming yesterday? No. no oh, no, he hasn't no. made a decision. Oh, he, he was on campus. He was on campus, yeah. He took a okay. visit this past weekend, Trey Moore, the uh, edge from UTSA, but he's being targeted by a number of different programs, including the – Ohio State. Ohio State University. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, Trey Moore, I think Texas was the dream school for him. He's a Texas kid. You would hope that, uh, yeah, the fact that he's from here and obviously UTSA is just an hour, hour and a half away from UT. Yeah, you need to come here. There's no reason to go to Ohio State. They can't beat Michigan. Don't you'd forget like to think. Yeah, you'd like to think all of that stuff is enough to sway Trey Moore to come here, but you know, NIL potentially plays a role for anybody in the portal. That's so, some cash here. Yeah, of course. Of course, of course. But if Ohio State is desperate, they've got some cash up there. Yeah, that's true. So we'll uh we'll see. It doesn't seem to say their coach dry. their coach is pretty desperate going yeah, he into is. next year. Oh my God. Yeah, he is. Speaking of tampering, I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State is doing some portal tampering to try to get a quarterback. Well, they're just trying to catch up to the cheaters right around the road from them. They have to. Yeah. Got to keep up with that group. Now those reports coming out about Jim Harbaugh maybe signing an extension up there at Michigan. I'm sitting here thinking he for sure is off to the NFL because he's trying to pull a Pete Carroll and avoid any punishments that could be coming Michigan's way. And now people are thinking eh, he might actually stay and yeah, get a raise. Yeah, which they're dropping everything. Uh, I don't think the Big Ten is going to let them drop that. Oh, I don't know if the Big Ten cares. They've already closed their investigations. It's now the NCAA, right? Oh, that's right. They already got their money. They're about to get their bowl money now, playoff money. I'll see how much the NC2A cares. They cared about USC back then. Oh, they did. Even though they've got a reputation for letting those big blue blood type programs off the hook, 
They did uh, They did care about USC a little bit. And Pete Carroll said, I'm out of here. And Pete Carroll didn't want any part of that. And I've always thought that's what Jim Harbaugh was going to do until recently. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, if he actually does ink an extension to stay. Yeah, how, but how fun is, is it for him to be beating up on Ohio State every year now? Three in a row. He must, That must be so enjoyable for him, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm going to stick around just... I may lose to Minnesota, but I'm going to beat the shit out of Ohio State again. Well, he ain't losing to Minnesota. I can tell no. you that. Nobody's losing to Minnesota. Or Illinois. Yeah. yeah. No, no one's losing to your guys either. Um, what is it? Michigan Harbaugh's ninth year there. So he lost the first six against Ohio State and then has won three in a row. Yeah, that's got to feel pretty good. Yes. To turn things around. I mean, it was a big deal when they won the first one, but the fact that, yeah, they have – Proven to be the better program three years in a row. Better cheaters. Uh, yeah. Well, the cheating, I think, probably contributed to that. No. Definitely. They had an edge. Yeah, they knew their plays. They were definitely scouting Ohio State this year before Connor Stallions lost his job, right? Right? Yeah, he, he lost a good gig. Yeah. And that, that my, my hope is that, you know, if Texas ends up playing Michigan in the national championship game on Jan 8th, that Michigan didn't have enough time to scout Texas and learn Ooh. our signs, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't do the same thing over and over again. Like, when we have our big guys catch touchdowns, we wait, like, a couple months after the, the initial touchdown that they have when we run the, the defensive guys in there. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. That was just because those those dumbass – Oklahoma State, those dumbass Cowboys that screwed that up. Come on. They You're mad about a play that worked. Suckers. It worked. What a bunch of – come on, Gundy. What a to, sucker. We got to see uh, T-Sweat strike the Heisman pose. You didn't like that? I did like that a lot. That was badass, man. There's no way we see that in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yes, you will. Oh, yeah, you will. That's coming out. That's coming out in one of these playoff games. It only comes out if Texas has like a three touchdown lead in the second half. You don't think it'll come out at a crucial time? No. No. Only against those the cowpokes there. That wasn't those a crucial were. time. I think Sark realized that he could call whatever the hell he wanted and it was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gundy was, had Golden no, Gundy was gonna fold up his tent. No, Gundy had no answers that day. Sark no. knew it too. I mean, the first couple of drives, Texas marched down the field with ease. Throwing to running backs. They were five for five with five touchdowns in the red zone. Think about how awful Texas's red zone offense has been all season. And they were five for five with five touchdowns. Now, I'd love to think that that is Texas turning a corner. And I obviously feel better about the red zone offense going into the Sugar Bowl than I would have if they didn't have a performance like that. Could, it, think, feel any better that, doing, could it feel any better doing that to Tech and, and Oklahoma State, though? Well, they struggled in the red zone against Tech. Like they remember, Bert Auburn kicked five field goals in that game because they couldn't punch it in. So it's not like well, that's right. We, that was supposed to be 70. Yeah, points. I wish we had two games in a row of Texas going five for five in the red area with five touchdowns. Unfortunately, we don't. At least we have one. And I think uh, with what we know about the Texas red zone, oh, I think that's more of an indictment on Oklahoma State than it is like. Oh, you for sure. Oh, Texas has clearly figured something out in uh, inside the 20. So there you go. All right. Before we get into some uh, awards, let's hand out some hardware for the yeah, Texas man. Longhorns here in 2023. But before that, uh, a coughing buck will tell you about one of our great sponsors. i to tell you about Relax the Back. And let me tell you, yesterday I was in – 
one of the, the club chairs, which was okay, but it wasn't like the one I'm sitting in right now from Relax the Back. 20 years ago, I had surgery on my thoracic back. I had to reconstruct it. And now I'm feeling great because I found the chair that I needed to be in. And I found it at Relax the Back. They have all the different types of chairs, recliners, office desk chairs, stand-up desk chairs that that uh, Trey Elling is looking to, to purchase, as a matter of fact, from Relax the Back because, you know, he's having hip problems because of the sand, I believe. Playing that, you know, that tough volleyball, hitting that sand so hard, dislocating hip and joint areas. So now he can find that comfort just like I did. And you can also. Tempur-Pedic pillows, Tempur-Pedic mattresses. As I said, all these different types of chairs that are going to fit you. You can go over to the store, whether it's at the Hill Country Galleria or up on 183, folks, and sit in those chairs. And, and, and it's not just you go up there, you look at a chair, you go, you sit in it. You get to, to feel the way it makes that support feel in the lumbar area, your thoracic area, or even your neck area. They've got all the support that you need. Two stores, the Bee Caves at the Hill Country Galleria across from Whole Foods, where I get after that lady who almost ran me over and almost wiped out the entire parking lot. Or there's the other store at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the container store. Live pain-free like the buck and relax the back. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Relax the Back. Also, shout out to AV Consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255 Six seven eight. That's five one two two five five eight six seven eight. Or online at avconsultations.com. Catch you a little tune. Oh yeah, oh yeah. With the uh, Tom playing the piano too. That's absolutely. That's Linus, good job there. Schroeder, where to go? Do we figure out it was Schroeder who's playing Schroeder. the piano? He's a piano player. Yes. Schroeder, <clears throat> good job there, Schroeds. All right. Also, shout out to Woods Comfort System. They were here yesterday. Everything is ready to go. I'm ready for the winter months. You know, winter's just around the corner on the 17th, on Sunday of this week. Oh, that's the call? That's the call, yes. Now, I'm Even not though winter, winter officially you. starts on the 21st, you're calling for it to start on the 17th. Who named it that? The captain again? The captain of the plane? Uh, God. It wasn't the almanac. No, it was not the Farmer's Almanac. I go by the almanac. I'll let you know when it feels like it's winter. And the 17th, I feel like it's going to be winter on the 17th. Not not, not the 21st. What day is the 17th? Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. I'm going to guess the high temperature on your first day of winter. 63? 67. Ooh. Now that's a winter we can all get with right there. Yeah, you're calling that winter? Hell yeah. How does that work? It's just the date, man. It's not. Remember, I did call for rain. By the way, it, it was raining this morning. No, I, I did call for rain for tomorrow. So the 24-hour window has been exposed again, which I, I, of course, got that right. Again, I'm working in the 90 percentile now. That's I, should, I need to get a degree in meteorology. I need to be a meteorologist with a degree now. Yeah? You're going to go back to college? No, I'm not going back. I just want a degree. You know how these people just get one? Honorary get, degree? Yeah, I want an honorary degree. For being one day off with your rain prediction? Better than the others. Better than most. You know that. I think it's, I'm looking at my weather forecast right now. 
And it's hilarious to me that you called for it to rain on Thursday because my prediction says it's supposed to rain on Wednesday and on Friday, but not on Thursday. So, so I'm going to get it two ways. I'm going to get it for Friday because I called for it on Thursday. No, I'm going to get it for today. This thing is working out really well for me. I'm becoming popular all around the country. <laughs> you you could have earned yourself a degree if you're like, you know what? It's going to rain on Wednesday and Friday, but not Thursday. Instead, you just said Thursday, and now you want credit? Yeah, I, the only one who gives me credit is Trey. Trey says if you can get it within one day forward or, you know, forward or backward, he said you deserve it. He said because the other cats can't do that. They can't yeah. get it by the week. No, you're right. This is, uh, I just, I don't like giving you credit, but I sure as hell don't like giving the weather guessers credit because <laughs> they're, they're never right. All right. Let's give out some awards now. All By right. the way, woodscomfortsystems.com. That's the website. Absolutely. I want to make sure be like the buck. He's got the, uh, the HVAC system hooked up by woods comfort systems. If you want to make sure your place is ready to roll for the winter, whenever it actually starts, uh, make sure you reach out to woods comfort system 60 years yep they've been around central texas for 60 years not 16 6d and uh they will make sure your home is taken care of so you and your family are cool and comfortable or warm and comfortable all year long awards time shall we okay we're gonna give out mvp we're gonna give out offensive player of the year defensive player of the year special teams player of the year Freshman of the year, assistant coach of the year. Can't really give out a coach of the year. That'd probably be Sark. And also a sleeper of the year. A guy who really surprised you and stood out, maybe exceeded expectations for you this season. So we're doing all of that with Texas football. This feels like a good time to make that happen with this uh, little lull that we have between the Big 12 title game and the college football playoff game against Washington, which is now 19 days away. So we'll start with the biggest one, Buck, and I will give you the honors. Who is your Texas Longhorn team MVP through 13 games? Adnan Mitchell. Really? Yes. Most valuable player. Yes. I, 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 I mean, I think he's, I think, I mean, I, I know there are, are probably, there's probably one more talented receiver that maybe slightly more, slightly, I'm going to say it again, slightly more talented because of the speed factor. But I think he's made the difference in what this offense is about. I think he's uh, brought some maturity to this football program. You know, I mean, he's the guy who makes the tough catches. He's made big-time catches. He scored touchdowns. I think he's been very dependable for no matter who the quarterback was. I mean, even for the two games that Quinn Ewers didn't play, that dude was there. He made plays. I mean, I I don't think this team would be where they are uh, without him. I mean, I know there's others that play on, on the other side of the ball. But without this kid this year... I don't think they would have been where they are right now. Did you hear that? What was that? Did you hear that? I didn't mean to play that over you. I was trying to get a drop. No, I, didn't, I didn't hear it. <laughs> I think people on the app might have heard. Uh, hold, hold on. And now we've got now we've got all sorts of stuff happening here. Now playing that lady in the airplane who's seeing things. You got technical difficulties on my end here. No, not playing the lady in the airport. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a. Uh, a rendition of what you did to that lady in the parking lot here in a moment. Oh no! <laughs> I gotta get I gotta get that set up. So you're going okay. Ad Mitchell is your pick. Yes. I like that. I like that explanation. Um, I'm gonna go with Tavondre Sweat as my okay. team MVP. I just I think he's been the best player on this team all year long. 
Uh, he's been the most consistent player on this team all year long. I think you could make a case for a couple of different Longhorns. And I think for a lot of people, they would have gone with Jonathan Brooks before he got hurt. But uh, the fact that Texas continued to win and continued to run the ball well after Jay Brooks went down with an injury, I, I think that probably takes him out of uh, my running, at least. I won't speak for anybody else. Yeah, Tavondre Sweat, he's, he won the Outland Trophy. Like, he was the yes. only Texas Longhorn to win one of those major national mm -hmm. awards. Yes, absolutely. Now, Texas has had a few guys get on All-America teams, which is great. But, yeah, one dude winning one of those best blank at your position in the league or in the country, and that was Tavondre Sweat winning the Outland Trophy as the best interior lineman on either offense or defense in the nation. Uh, that guy has just stepped up in so many big moments, and this defense has been as good as it's been because of him, and this team, I think, has been be as good as it's been because of him. So T. Sweat is uh, my pick Makes for sense. MVP. What about Offensive Player of the Year, Buck? I'm gonna. I mean, I know he's got hurt, but I'm gonna make Jonathan Brooks my offensive player of the year. Okay. You know, Any I. I, loved, I mean, I loved everything that he did this year. I, I think he played above and beyond. I, I mean, it was, it was, it was a terrible injury that happened to him. You know, kind of late in the season, but I, I mean, I think his growth over the course of a year. I think there were things that we thought he could do, but I don't think that a lot of people thought they would see the way he played and, and and how important he was and how good he really, really is. I mean, he's a special player. He's one of the best in the nation. I mean, I, 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 I've got to give that award to him. Yeah. As the offensive oh, player of the year. I agree with you. Uh, even though Brooks did miss the last few games, um, yeah, what, what Jonathan Brooks meant to this offense before he went down was huge. And, yeah, he carried this offense for – large portions of the season yes, he did uh, he wasn't even the starter for this team and when he left he was one of the favorites to win the doke walker award he also still finished as a second team all-conference player despite tearing his acl and missing a couple of games uh yeah the, the guy was so important to this texas team and he was the best offensive player for the longhorns while he was on the field and i think his impact was felt even though he hasn't played the last couple of games uh, I think he's taught a lot of things to C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue. And sure. I think, uh, yeah, their success has been uh, in large part because of what Jonathan Brooks has done for them, just setting an example of what you need to do to be a really, really good running back at a place like the University of Texas. It's going to be interesting to see how he comes, if he does come back, how he comes back and his, his workout habit, his routine, and what he looks like as a player. Yeah, that's obviously a huge off-season talking point for Texas, right? What happens with... Jonathan Brooks, you'd obviously love for him to come back. I mean, if he does, he might be the favorite to win the Doak Walker next year. Sure. Uh, he's a freaking beast. But, you know, Mel Kuyper Jr. still has him as his top running back in the he draft. still does? Still does, despite the torn ACL, despite the fact that he probably won't be able to participate in the combine or wow. any other pre-draft activities if he decides to go pro. Uh, Mel Kuyper still giving Jay Brooks a ton of love. So, That's a lot of love for coming off a, a major injury and playing that position. Yeah. Because everybody doesn't come back the same on that. I mean, you, I, that's one of those you got to wait and see. But if Mel Kuyper is believing that, that'll be incredible. He'll have to work awful hard. I mean, that that's that's a, that that's that's an amazing thought right there. But yeah. Some people come back better. You know, some people there that comes back better. Others. You know, we see that in wide receivers. It seems like it takes another full year, a full year, and then into uh, some of the, you know, when you once you get back into the game 
in that kind of situation, it looks a little bit different. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, that was that was like the one bright side, and it was incredibly dim. But when Jonathan Brooks went down for an injury, my thought was, all right, well, I guess we'll get him for another year. Like, would have preferred to have him for the rest of this season and help him be a part of a national championship team. But uh, him getting hurt maybe means that he'll be back in 2024. Then, cool. That's exciting. Absolutely. Uh, it'd be great to have Jay Brooks here for another year after what we saw from him this year. Uh, but, yeah, I guess there's still a chance that despite the ACL tear, he decides to take his talents to the next level. Well, if he feels like he was going to be a second-round, third-round pick, somebody's liable to take a flyer on him in the third round or maybe if even he, in the second round. Yeah, so that's that That might be the differentiator right there. Like, I know Jay Brooks was putting up numbers similar to Bijan Robinson in Bijan's last year in Austin, mm-hmm. but Brooks wasn't going to be a first-round pick. Like, no. Bijan's oh, no. just a, a different animal. So, like... My thought is, okay, maybe if Brooks is going to be a second-round pick, like maybe that's enough for him to go. But if it's like if he hears from NFL teams and personnel that it's going to be third or later, yeah, we want to see you. We want to see how you come back from this injury. What's your what are your workout habits like? Well, I mean, in order for him to be as good as he is, obviously he works out pretty damn hard because and he's pretty physical, so you know he's going to work his ass off to come back. So, uh, but in my in my mind, if I'm looking at the history of running backs. I'm thinking, why do I want to come back, come back to the SEC and get banged up by those cats for another year? That's just more licks on my body as a running back anyway. And if I'm going to go into third round, say I'm going to go in early third round, late second round, I mean, you weren't going to be a first round pick. You weren't going to, that wasn't going to happen. If he'd have won the Dope Walker Award, still he was going to be, you know, second round. So if you go later in the second round, coming off an injury, I'd probably be out of here. I probably wouldn't come back. Yeah, I I don't know what the uh, what the line is for Jonathan Brooks if there is a line, right? Like if he if he thinks he's going to be a second round pick, does he go? Uh, and if he doesn't think he's going to be a second round pick, does he stay? Well, if he thinks he's going to be even a third round pick, the possibility of going. I don't know. I mean, he he could make more money here at Texas next year than he could on a third round rookie contract. So you talked about it as a running back, you only have X number of hits that you could take. Uh, there's less tread, or excuse me, there's more tread on those tires. There's less lasting power to those tires than any other position in football. And now you're coming with a major surgery? Yeah, so maybe Brooks is like, hey, but my goal was to play in the NFL. I've got a chance to go play in the NFL next year. I'm going to do that. Uh, or he says, hey, I think I can improve my draft stock. I love sure. it in Texas. Uh, I think we can compete for a national championship again. I want to prove to the world that I'm still really, really good, and hell, I can be even a better. Pretty good young uh, group of offensive linemen returning. Yeah, most of the O line will be back. Like it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting decision for Jay Brooks to make. Hope he comes back. That goes without saying. Sure. But, uh, I don't know if it's as cut and dry as a lot of Longhorn fans may. All right, so both of us go with Jay Brooks as our offensive player of the year for Texas. What about defensive player of the year, Buck? Well, you named him your your player of the year, so that's who I'm taking the defense. Sweat, I mean, there's there's just no doubt about how good he was. I mean, as you said, all the things that you said about him as your most valuable player, I, I'll, I'll say the same about him as the defensive player of the year. There's just, there's nobody like that guy in the country, you know, and it, as, as hard as he works, at all parts of his game, he's great against the run. He's 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 great against putting pressure on the quarterback. He's a boundary. He's a sideline a sideline guy for a guy 360 pounds. He's everything that you're looking for, and, and a team leader. I mean, people follow this cat, so he's got to be my defensive player of the year. 
Okay. Yeah. Hard to argue with that. I'll, uh, I'll go with somebody else. I'll do what the Big 12 did, right? The Big 12 named Tavondre Sweat its Defensive Player of the Year, and they named Byron Murphy its Defensive Lineman of the Year. Interesting. So, well, everyone gets a trophy action, but I feel like Byron Murphy deserves some love, so I'm going to give him some love. Yeah. yeah. T. Okay. Sweat was my team MVP for what you just talked about. Byron Murphy, my Defensive Player of the Year for Texas because, well, he was just about as good as Devondre Sweat was. I mean, those two guys were the highest-graded interior defensive linemen in the country. Like, they're amazing, and they fed off of each other, too. Like, Devondre Sweat doesn't have the season that he had unless Byron Murphy's playing right next to him, and vice versa. So having that one-two tandem there on the interior of that defensive line was absolutely massive for Texas. Uh, Byron Murphy was a beast, especially in terms of getting after the quarterback. Oh, yeah. You don't think much about pressure when you're talking about interior D linemen. That's usually reserved for the edge guys. Both of those guys, but especially Byron Murphy, were able to do a tremendous job of getting pressure right up the middle. And that's where quarterbacks hate pressure more than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah, even though Byron Murphy's a little bit undersized, uh, that dude overachieved. He has been a tremendous, tremendous player for Texas, more than likely gone after this season. But that one-two punch right there of Sweat and Murphy I mean, you just think about some of the great defensive tackles that Texas has had over the last two decades. Like, I mean, Tavondre Sweat, I don't think he's Casey Hampton, but like he, he's close to that conversation with all that he's done for Texas this year. You know, Byron Murphy, I don't think he's Sean Rogers, but he's close to that conversation with all that he's done. You think about Malcolm Brown, you think about Lamar Houston, oh, some yeah. of the other greats. I mean, the Longhorns have had so many good DTs. Sure, Malcolm Brown was a stud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. First-round pick, and he was, uh, I think, the last unanimous defensive lineman All-American that Texas has had, and that's obviously what Tavondre Sweat is about to accomplish. It's not official yet, but he's going to be a unanimous uh, first-team All-American when this thing is all said and done. So, yeah, like, those guys are in that conversation, man, which is really, really cool. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're both a huge part of why Texas is two wins away from a natty, and uh, they deserve some love. For and Murphy's sure. out of here probably, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think he's already accepted a Senior Bowl invite. So he could come back for another season if he wanted to. Yeah, but, but without the other guy over there, that combination, that's a little different. Right. Yeah, it's like on one hand, it's like, well, can you prove that you're that good even without Devondre Sweat? Like, that And I think help. he would be, but he's going to catch a lot of double teams from this point on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've led myself to believe that uh, Byron Murphy is gone. And, of course, T-Sweat has to be gone. So uh, there you go there. What about special teams player of the year? You know, th th this could be easy because Burt Auburn set some records this year. But Ryan Sanborn was great as the punter. Uh, Xavier Worthy had some big-time returns. Keelan Robinson was a big-time factor on special teams. Go ahead and give it to your guy with the red hair. That's all. Sideshow Burt. Yeah, 19 in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he that feels like the right answer. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll go with Bird Auburn as well. Once again, I mean, those other guys, Ryan Sanborn was great, uh, especially, you know, early and midway through the season when this Texas offense was a little stagnant and they needed Sanborn to win the battle of field position in some of those close games. Yep. He was really, really good. And that was a great get. That was great self scouting by Texas, realizing yes, that. Their punting wasn't good enough in 2022. They knew they needed to go to the portal and bring somebody in who was going to make an impact. And Brian Sanborn wasn't 
long ball Michael Dixon by any stretch. Oh, no. But he was uh, more than solid for Texas. Obviously, obviously Xavier Worthy, some big-time punt returns for this team. Keelan Robinson, punt blocks, kickoff returns for this team. But, yeah, Burt Auburn's got to be the guy. Carrot top. Getting the job done. Absolutely. Um, freshman of the year. I was going to give it to the running back. You going CJ? Yeah. Okay. I think he proved, I, I think he proved, you know, I mean, he started out the season as the starter. I didn't think that was right, but they made a poor choice early in that. And it still could have worked out. I mean, I don't, I don't, he wouldn't, I don't think he would have had the kind of yardage that Jonathan Brooks had. I don't think he would have been close like that, but I think he matured as the season went on. I really, he really did. Even as the starter, I think he matured physically. I think mentally, he understands what the game is about. It's not at the high school level. It took him a couple games to figure that out. As I said, the, the game of Baylor, when he took that hit and went down like a sack of you-know-what, hmm. potatoes, I mean. That ain't what I, you said. From that point on, I think he, he understood, okay, they, they hit for real. This isn't like the 180-pounders that play linebacker in the high school level. This is some real stuff here. I think he then took took on, you know, being able to, you know, every time every time he got hit, he would come up limping or go out for a play or go out for a game or he'd be on the on the you know on that injury list as you know he he'll be practiced this week. I think he'll be able to play. I I think he's past that stage of you know bumps and bruises and things like that as he goes on in his career. He'll be there. I think he'll be he'll be a, a solid running back. He'll be a big time kid, and you won't have to worry about him the physicality of it any longer with him. He's going to be the one dishing out all the punishment, I believe, from this point on. I hope so. And, yeah, he uh, definitely got better as the season went yes. along. And, uh, boy, Texas is going to need him in this oh, game yes, against are. Washington coming up. Because, look, I mean, Quinn Ewers is going to have to play well. Of course, you need your quarterback to play well when you're going up against that high-powered Washington offense. But in my perfect world, Texas is a stay, uh, able to establish the run game. And they should and be able to. Control the clock and win that time of possession battle against UW, so we don't have to see Michael Penix Jr. on the field a whole hell of a lot. And obviously, you need your running backs to be effective. You need your O-line to be good up front, but you're going to need C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue to... Uh, yeah, to I was very surprised at his ability to catch the ball for a big kid, you know, a big kind of tall kid coming out of the backfield to him, really nice hands, and that got better and better, too. I, I think they started to depend on him, and not just the screen. Dude, there are people that have trouble... They're running backs that have trouble catching the screens. If it comes to you a little off target, they miss it. I mean, you always hear when 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 people in the booth describe running backs, you know, oh, you got to put it right on them and all that. No, if you're an athlete, you catch the ball high, low. I mean, I mean, like A.D. Mitchell, if you're a really good athlete, it doesn't matter where it comes. If it hits you in your hands, you catch the damn ball. Yeah. I, think, I think I saw that from Baxter as, as the year went on. That the ball didn't have to be perfectly thrown to him anymore. He's just a good enough athlete and a, you know, big, strong body kid that just go up like a basketball player and make a catch and go. I, I think you saw a little bit, and I was really surprised by that in him. I thought that would take a little bit more time, but it didn't. It just took the course of this season. I think he's done a lot of things that it, it didn't surprise me because as the number one running back in the country and the number one, you know, and it's in like a state like Florida, when you see those running backs coming out of there. I mean, you would expect that, but I think he did a good job. I think he did a good job of maturing. Better hands than Keontae Ingram, that's for sure. Oh, that drop. Still remember that drop? LSU still hurts and always will. I'm going to go with Anthony Hill 
as my freshman of the year. Uh, second on the team with five sacks. I think top five on the team in tackles for a loss. That guy was great in the Alabama game back in week two. You know, Texas has lined him up at a couple of different spots too, which is tough for anybody, but especially a true freshman making the leap from Fridays to You're Saturdays. Right. Uh, yeah, Anthony and having Hill. to play different positions for sure. Yeah, sometimes coming off the edge, sometimes being more of an off-ball linebacker. Uh, the guy has done just about everything this coaching staff has asked from him. And speaking of getting better as the year has gone on, I mentioned how great he was in week two, but he has just developed and evolved so much as a player. And he's he's got that dog in him too. He'll he'll hit you oh, and then he'll let you know about it as well. Uh, fun player to watch. The sky is the limit for that young man. And he's already been great. And I just, I'm excited to see him against Washington because those 15 practices, like that's oh, going to yeah. help everybody, but especially a guy like Anthony Hill, who is just like eating up knowledge from this coaching staff. Like just, uh, I, I think you might see a leap from him. Forget just next year when he's a sophomore in 2024. I think you might see that leap early on, uh, on Jan one, which I guess is in great. 2024, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. So I'll go with uh, Anthony Hill as my freshman of the year. What about this one? Assistant coach of the year. Can't really do a coach of the year because uh, that's That'd be the head coach. Always giving out the head coaches and Texas only has one and we're just focused on Texas right now. But uh, give me an assistant coach of the year. It can be a coordinator. It can be a position I'm gonna coach. I'm going to have to go with Coach Banks. I think they, they came a long way in the special teams. I, I said the special teams had to be special this year and I thought they were. I, I think, I mean, his ability to understand about blocking punch and returns with great returners. I mean, 19 in a row for your kicker. I'm, I'm going to have to say it's he. It would be either he or Coach Choice, but I'm going to take the special teams because I talked about the special teams a lot this season and how important it had to be for them to get where they are right now. I think the special teams had a lot to do with, with their success. You do know that Jeff Banks is also the tight end coach here, right? Well, I know that part. I'm, okay. I'm not saying he's the greatest tight end coach. I didn't say that. I said the special teams coach because I, I don't know about him as a tight ends coach. Okay. I mean, it's assistant coach of the year, so just making yeah. sure. I, I, I understand that. He did well okay. enough as a tight ends coach. He ain't the best in the country, I believe, at coaching tight ends. But I think he's one of the best when it comes to special teams. Yeah, I do too. I'll go with Bo Davis, the D-line coach. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, as Jake says, and we've mentioned all three of these names, Buck, because you brought up Tashard Choice. I think these are your three top mm -hmm. answers. Uh, if you want to throw PK in there too, like it, you sure. absolutely should, because PK is the coordinator of this defense that has performed really well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Bo Davis, the Texas D-line has been the most consistent position room on this roster all season long. I mean, we just talked about Devontre Sweat. He won the Outland Trophy. That guy was a three-star coming out of high school. Like, that's development right there. And Bo Davis did a bunch of that developing. Uh, Byron Murphy, undersized, but still one of the most impactful forces on the D-line in the nation. Uh, that's development right there. Uh, Ethan Burke, with what he's done, leading the team in sacks this year. Baron Sorrell has turned into a really nice player. Anthony Hill, we mentioned him. Like, Bo Davis... Did a great job. That's been the best position group for the Longhorns in 2023. So I will, uh, I'll give him my vote for assistant coach of the year. Does Mr. Collins come back? Does Phil Collins come back next year? Phil Collins. Is that Dana Holgerson at Houston? He's gone. <laughs> That's what Trey calls Dana Holgerson. Big 12 Phil Collins. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Alfred Collins? Yeah. No, he doesn't come back. I think he could. He should. He should. I mean, there, there, there is. I mean, you, that guy can walk into a pro camp and people will look at his body and go, "Oh my God, 
And then they can turn on the tape and go, no, not quite. Oh, my God. No. I think if he left, he'd get drafted because he would crush the combine. You think so? Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about day one or day two. It'd be a day three pick for Alfred Collins because the production in college. Why why not make yourself a day two pick by coming back? And just dominating individuals that you play against, you know? Is there there a guarantee that that happens? Because he hasn't done that. I mean, he's had some good moments this year. This has been his best year at Texas, without question. And that's not saying an awful lot. Exactly. Like, is there a guarantee that with what we've seen from Collins in his first four years that, oh, he for sure is going to come back and be that dominant player that you're talking about? I just I got to believe he, he knows exactly who he is. And if he feels like one more year for him, and and another year of, I don't know. I it's 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 more in the heart than anything to me because you don't walk around with a body lot like that and say, oh, I'm not that good, or I, you know, what I'm saying. I think it's a, it's it's more in the heart and the head with him. There's something about that that desire. You know, his mom was a great athlete. I. I it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I would say come back. I, I, I would hope he would come back for another year in Texas. I would, too. I think it benefits him, and I think it benefits Texas. Oh, so. I, I would say it benefits Texas, too, yeah. yeah. And the guy that you just named is your coach of the year to be with him for another year. Yeah, and Alfred Collins would slide into a starting role, you would think. So he'll have the opportunities to – That's what I mean. Yeah, he'd have any every opportunity uh, with the body that he has to be a starter and to be a full-time player. Yeah. All right, last one, I think, unless we're missing any award, and y'all let me know if we are. This isn't even a real award. I just came up with this one because figured it'd give us an excuse to talk about another great Texas football player. What about sleeper of the year? Maybe a guy who you didn't have many expectations for going into the season who has actually performed really well and maybe opened your eyes to him. Who's a, a sleeper of the year for you? You got one? I can go first if you need. Go first, bud. I'll go with Manny Muhammad, the true freshman corner out of South Oak Cliff. Now, you can maybe make an argument that he's this team's freshman of the year. You went with C.J. Baxter. I went with Anthony Hill. Both of those guys have a, a case too. But, yeah, Muhammad, to do what he did as a true freshman corner, like I, I get scared as all hell when you've got two, true freshman DBs playing. Like I, I think those sure. guys need – more coaching than just about anybody. And I think the leap for them from high school to college is tougher than just about any other position on the field. Definitely tougher than any position on defense. I got the utmost respect for dudes who can come in there and be really, really good corners in year one. And that's what Muhammad has been. And Texas has needed him too. Uh, yeah, secondary I, I, you're been right. great. Gavin Holmes, I don't think is as good as people were hoping he would be when he transferred in. From no, Wake Forest. Not. Ryan Watts has dealt with injuries. Uh, at a couple of different times here this season. So Manny Muhammad, who's just like, it's gotten better. Another one of those guys who's gotten better as the year has gone along. I wasn't expecting much from him 
as a true freshman, even though he was one of the higher graded recruits that Texas brought in in last year's class. He has uh, been great. And once again, it feels like the future is very, very bright for that young man. Well, I, I, I've always got to find a way to get Jake Major something. I mean, he's just, I mean, for, for the, the years of him being a starter there, the undersized center that everybody had been trying to get rid of, I think in order to, to have your offensive line do the things that they did, you know, sometimes they, they would start out slow. You know, we talked about twists and stunts and how they were going to be this year. I think they did a fantastic job. I mean, their, co- their coach could have been coach of the year too, assistant coach of the year also. I mean, uh, the, the way this group got together and the way they protected the quarterback, uh, the way they, they got the run game. I mean, they had a Doak Walker uh, candidate in there. They had the Doak Walker winner, you know, last year. So, I mean, it's just – I. I I I got to get – Jake Majors was the leader of that group. Yeah. No matter what you thought about Banks and some of the other guys there, that guy had to make the calls. He had to put people in the right spots, and he's been doing it for a number of years, so I got to give him something. Yeah, no, uh, no disrespect to Oklahoma, although I do like to disrespect Oklahoma. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that the only game Texas lost this year was the game that Jake Majors got hurt. Interesting, yes. Right? And Texas was down to its third-string center in that game, and Oklahoma yeah, won. yeah. Oklahoma won up front. They won the game, obviously, but they also won up front. And that was one of, that was probably Texas's worst offensive line performances of the season. Yeah. So like you said, I mean, Jake Majors is not the most talented guy Texas has up front. Like Kelvin Banks is probably going to be a first round pick next year. He can't right. come out this year. Uh, DJ Campbell, five star. He could be a really high draft pick at some point. Christian Jones, I think, is more talented. Like Jake Majors is not the biggest, he's not the most athletic. He's not the most gifted. He's not the most talented offensive lineman that Texas has, but he is clearly very important to that group. Yes, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt. I, and I've thought that for the last couple of years, and yeah. it's just it just seems when that dude's not playing, things aren't quite right at center. Yeah, 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 yeah. We saw that this year. So I like that pick. Yeah, Jake Majors, even though he's started around here for a, a number of years, it still feels like – a He's a four-year starter, correct, now? I think, I think so. Wow. I think so. Yeah, he kind of uh, flies under the radar. But, yeah, he started two games his freshman year, only played in three, so that counts as a redshirt year, and then it started the last couple of years as well. So he's made starts in three straight seasons, and, uh, yeah, he does have the ability. Yeah, I, love, to I love those the year. Yeah, and I love those dudes you're always trying to replace, but you just can't seem to replace them. Oh, we want somebody just a little bit more athletic. We want somebody a little bit taller. But they still end up playing, and they play well for you. Yeah, yeah that's Jake Majors. And I, I I think regardless of who Texas brings in in the portal and in recruiting, like Jake Majors is your starting center in 2024. And that's yeah. a good thing. Like there, there were times where it's like, ah, yeah, maybe we can upgrade here. But nah, Jake Majors is uh, one of the more solid centers, Absolutely. I think, in, uh, in college football. Jake goes with David Benda. Not a bad pick. David Benda, a guy who I think exceeded some – expectations for texas fans this year at linebacker you know your your, your pick of, of the young cornerback I, I always just think of standout players at a position and you know i i think about cornerbacks of, of when i saw the kid that's playing uh for the texas now that went to lsu oh stingley i mean that that hits me like when i when i see those guys come out of high school and play like those guys like he played as a as a true freshman at LSU, those are the ones that stand out to me. I think your pick of Muhammad is is pretty good. Um, yeah, he was. That, yeah, I mean, when when you come in as a freshman, you play that certain that certain position. That's one of those ones. 
that people are saying, let's just survive. I think they did more than just survive with him at cornerback. Yeah. I mean, I, I think cornerback is the second hardest position in football. No doubt. Behind quarterback. Yes. Um, and, you know, quarterback is number one by a pretty hefty margin. But yeah, with just how good these receivers are nowadays oh, yeah. and the fact that you just you don't know where they're going like that. I Mad respect, dude. Mad respect because that that shit looks impossible. Well, you know, well, you know, when they're not good, I guarantee you that. And those guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they they get burned one time, everyone just dunks on them like it's. You know, you, you can uh, Rod B, our guy Rod Babers always talked about it. Like you can you can give up those nickel dimers, right? You can give up short and intermediate passes. Oh, yeah. One time you get burned over the top, like people hate you. You can't you can't be that guy who gets burned deep repeatedly. No, and that's that's hard when you're going up against guys with four three four four speed on every single play. Guys who are taller than you, six two. If, I mean, you're, a, if you're a if you're a six footer or five eleven guy, and there's six three and six four guys that are doing exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, this group is about to see some. Yeah, definitely with Washington. But like, even if, even if wide receivers were telling the DBs the routes they were going oh, to run, you still got to cover your ass. It would still be tough. And obviously, they have no idea what the receivers are doing unless you're Michigan. Uh, and and you like these guys still cover at a high level. I don't know. That position's hard. That's my point here. Yeah. When you use the word sleeper, I thought about Michigan and. I, I'm going to have to pick all of those players because they're all sleepers. All right. Yeah, Michigan, your sleeper team coming into the year, even though they started the year ranked number two in the country. Yeah. I mean, it's a team that's – I mean, expectations were high. Guess what? They lived up to expectations, except for that cheating part, huh, unless, think, there were people, unless people knew that they were cheating. I think it's hilarious that your sleeper was the most talked-about team in the nation. Oh, for Nobody. the whole entire year, for sure. One way or the other, they've been the most talked-about team. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. Yeah, most of it has to do with the cheating scandal, but oh, obviously now? they didn't lose, and they're number one going into the CFP. So, uh, yeah, your sleeper. Good call on a sleeper. And I don't even think Blake Gorm's all that great. Really? No. Okay. So he's, you not, like he's, not, he's not my style of running. He wouldn't be my style of running back. If I, if I were picking a running back, he wouldn't be – he wouldn't be in my top five. I mean, he just wouldn't be. Wow. Okay. The nation's you know, leader in rushing touchdowns. I know. He just wouldn't be. I mean, I like him towards the goal line. I like him as, you know, for a long time, you know, it, it took me a long time to understand that Emmett Smith was the all-time leading rusher in the NFL history and how great he really was. I mean, I watched him in high school. And then in college, I got a chance to, you know, at Illinois to play against him in a, in a bowl game. And But I really, I really watched him in high school as I was – you know, learning how to recruit as a young coach and stuff. And he never had that breakaway speed, but I just never saw anybody catch him in high school from behind. Mm. And I got to the pros, and you did see people catch him. But I did when I saw him in college when he ran, I was I, we had a couple DBs at, at the University of Illinois that played in the NFL. Henry Jones, you know, played. And that guy could fly. And I saw them have an angle on Emmett Smith in a bowl game. And I'm like, oh, they're just going to shove this dude out of bounds. Dude, no one laid a glove on him, and they were right there with him. And these were guys; these were four four guys. You know, they talked about Emmitt Smith running four six or whatever, but he ran so well with his shoulder pads on, with his uniform on. There's certain guys that run really differently with pads on. Some guys just look slower. He looked like a track dude with shoulder pads on, and nobody ever caught him. And I just never, I, I just never knew. I never felt his greatness, you know, because he had one of the most historic. Uh, high school careers, college careers, and then into the and then obviously into the pros. But 
never gave Emmett enough respect. I, I just, you know, I always talked about Gail Stairs and Jim Brown and, you know, of course, Barry Sanders, players like that, you know, Ricky Williams, the Earl Campbells, but I never gave Emmett his due. I don't, I don't know what that is about me with him for some odd reason. I don't think you're alone. Like when you're having conversations about the best running backs in NFL history, right. it feels like Emmett Smith's name does not pop up, even though he has more rushing yards than anybody else who's ever played the position. I wonder what yeah. that is. I mean, he, he yeah, was like actually that guy can make you miss. He could do all the things that you talk about with these other guys, power, play hurt, yeah. you know? Yeah. You don't put up the numbers that uh, he did at, all three levels, like you talked about, unless you're really, really good. But even me, as a Cowboys fan, like I, Emmett Smith's not the best running back of all time. Like I'd put Walter Payton, I'd put Barry Sanders. There you go. I'd probably go Gail Sayers ahead of him. OJ um, Simpson, misogynist Jim Brown. I'd probably yeah, put him. I mean, there's a lot of others that you you're looking at him. You're going no. Well, I didn't, we're not talking about knife salesmen here. We're talking about <laughs> running back. So I'm not putting OJ ahead of Emmett Smith. Come on, yeah. man. That yeah, dude. I got to give that dude. I got to need to. I need to watch more film of Emmett. I need to go back and watch how great that guy really was. So you uh, back to the Blake Corum thing. You'd feel good about a Texas Michigan matchup going up against him. I do. Yeah, I mean, he's a little. He's a little dude. Yeah, I know how I powerful he is. I know how he plays down the goal line. That guy gets into the end zone somehow. Now, not to say his offensive line is chopped liver either. That group is good. How tall are you, Buck? Five, nine, and three quarters. So you're taller than Blake Corum. Oh, yeah, I am. Corum's I mean, soccer smart. All, all, all the above. I'm taller than all those dudes. All the above. No, you're not taller than me. I'm above you. Yes. A lot of people are above you. You can't yeah. say all the above. You're actually shorter than all the above. I'm Doug Flutie's height. But Blake Corum is 213 pounds. At least that's what he's listed at. So he's he's tough to bring down, man. Like, he's short, but he is a load, and you don't put up the numbers he's put up over his Michigan career unless you're oh, he's a physical. Good. He's physical, too. I mean, he's a physical running back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not worried about Texas's run defense against anybody right now. No. They're just that good. Uh, but Corum, obviously, a tremendous season. Another 1,000-yard year for the Wolverines. That's two in a row and 24 touchdowns. Well, he can season. score. He understands about the goal line. Yeah, he's uh, Mel Kuyper Jr.'s number four running back prospect. So I mentioned it. Jonathan Brooks is number one. Trey Benson from Florida State, number two. Okay, I buy it. I like, I like the way he played at the end, yes. Politicians in the state of Florida still not happy about the. Uh, is the kid from Kentucky in there still the Davis kid, or has he got another year? I think he may have another year. He's number 10 for Mel Kuyper Jr. Wow. You like him more than most, I think. I do. Uh, Audric Estime from Notre Dame is number three. And then Blake, back, Corum, yes. Blake Corum is there at number four. That's, that's okay. the uh, the top four for Mel Kuyper Jr. right now. For yeah, Blake Corum comes in me as a third round pick, fourth round pick. Okay. In the NFL. Yeah, that, that he's a running like, back. That's just where it is anyway. Yeah, that feels like where he would be if he's Kuyper's number four. That that feels like about the uh this the spot where Quorum would be drafted if Mel is accurate with his prediction there. So there you go. All right. Um there's a comment that I wanted to get to. Which one was it? That you wanted to give Bert Arbor more love than you've given uh, to him so far. Uh, Longhorn media coverage of the year, Texas Sports Unfiltered. Thank you. Man, I appreciate award. that, man. That's an award we will absolutely take. Thank you for that Accepted. one. Accepted. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we won't turn down many awards, by the oh, way. No. 
we don't turn down many of anything. If you want to like this video, we won't turn that down. If you want to subscribe to this channel, we won't turn that down. If you no. want to share, we're on Facebook, by the way. Make sure you uh, share us on Facebook every day to let your friends and family know what we've got going on. Also, I keep from, uh, forgetting to promote this. We've got a bowl pick'em contest going on. It's free to enter, and we're going to give out prizes to some of our winners, not just first place. We'll give out a few prizes. Well, you people, yes. To uh, whoever does the best in our bowl pick'em contest. If you're watching on YouTube, the link to join is in the video description below. It is free to enter. You get to compete against us. Bucky, I'll uh, ask you for your picks at some point. Okay. So we'll get you in there. I'll be in there. A bunch of the Texas Sports Unfiltered guys will be in there. And more importantly, a bunch of you people will be there as well. Free to enter. A chance to win some great prizes. Check out our uh, Bowl Mania Pick'em Contest. It's over there on ESPN. If you're listening on the app, just uh, search Texas Sports Unfiltered in the Bowl Mania group search bar. Yeah, that's, that's not very helpful probably, but check our Twitter account or check out the YouTube video to find the link or how to register just like that. Okay, awesome. here's, uh, here's what you said to that woman in the grocery store parking lot the other day. Shut up, bitch. Oh, it was, was like you. that. It was shut up, bitch. Oh, I was mean, just like that rock. Yeah, you rock gave her the Bethlehem, rock tree. Pennsylvania, Freedom High School in Bethlehem, that, Pennsylvania. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Did you go to Freedom High School? No, I went to Bethlehem Catholic High School. Mm, they didn't let my kind in there. I was a private school dude. Of course you were. That explains a lot. That's right. That's right. Good. Country clever, private school, you know, the whole works. Yep. Wearing, I had to wear a uniform every day. I had to have a, a tie on, white shirt with a tie. Yes. You wore a tie every day? Every day in high school. Of course oh. I did. I had to do that in middle school. I went to Catholic school from first grade all the way through college. Only place I didn't do it, they didn't make us wear ties at Boston College. I went to Catholic, Catholic grade school, middle school, high school, and college. God. And it took me a while to find out that Boston College truly was a Jesuit college. I was like, really? Am I going to continue this? I'm going to continue on with this? Yes. Dude. Yes, I wore an outfit. I had to wear, you know, you had to wear like khaki pants, white shirt, and they had this little tie that you had to wear. Clip-on? No, I mean, you could wear a clip-on if you wanted to. I studied, now, middle school, I had a clip-on. I didn't play that. Tie it up deal. I had a little clip on and went to class. Nobody cared about that. By the time you got to ninth grade, tenth grade, you had to be able to tie your own tie. Yeah. I think uh, going to all the bar mitzvahs I went to in middle school forced me to learn how to tie my own tie. And uh, my late grandfather, may he rest in peace, owned a uh, formal wear shop in Houston. So he taught nice. me that. So he he taught, how me to do that. that. taught you how to tie a tie? Pretty early. Yep, 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 yep. So that yes. one stuck with me. But That's I thank God. Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't have to tie a tie every day, dude. That's that's one of the beauties of public school. No uniforms. That would have sucked. Hell, you don't have to wear anything damn near to public school anymore. I mean, really. Although they're starting to tighten up on the dress code. Oh, they didn't man. have the oh, they didn't tighten up on the dress code when I was in school in the 70s. Oh, really? Hey, are you kidding me? Bell bottoms with big, big ass patches on them and holes in them. You know, we couldn't do that. Now, the dress code, the dress code was pretty tight for me. Like, it, it, I don't know if it's looser now or just kids break the rules a lot more. Did, these did days. you go to, to a really public school? Or did you go to a little semi 
private school. No, I went to a public school, man. You did? With hey, thousands hey. of people in your class? No, I mean, it wasn't that big. Like, we were 4A at the time, uh, but now the school that I went to is 6A. Um, Where COVID began at your school, probably? No, I didn't go to school in Wuhan, dude. <laughs> I went to school in Richardson. And, I, you know, I liked Richardson enough. I won't compare it to Wuhan. <laughs> COVID, no. COVID did not start. COVID didn't start until 2020 or late 2019. I was uh, out of college by then. I was well removed from high school, so... Uh, no, don't blame me for COVID. I see what Only you're the flu, the there. flu started at your high school, though. I'm not, I'm not eating any bats, dude. That's not my deal. <laughs> not doing that, Batman. I'll let somebody else do that. All right, before we get to some NFL conversation, and there's also an interesting potential Texas target that has hit the portal within the last Ooh. 24 hours that uh, I want to ask you about, and I want to talk about it a little bit. Let's give uh, some love to some more of our great sponsors. Dr. Greg Eckert. Love Dr. Eckert. He and his all-star group of professionals do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work, and I had my teeth restored in two visits. Now, that's advanced work for sure, and you can have the same done for you. Now, find out, though, if you're a candidate for dental implants. If you've got a problem with one tooth or many teeth, see Dr. Eckert, turn a frown upside down. You will leave his office with a smile the same day. Find out if you're a candidate for that. 512-345-3166. And folks, if you got some problems, ex teeth extractions, tooth loss solution, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening, Dr. Edgar will be there for you too. As I said, he doesn't want you suffering through the holiday season. He doesn't want to suffering at any time. But if you've got problems going into this holidays, please, and you want to eat all the things that you want to eat for sure, see Dr. Edgar, get, uh, get an appointment with him because time is a running out. And especially if you've got that dental insurance, you're going to lose it if you don't use it for sure. 512-345-3166. If IV sedation has to be the way to go and you've got very sensitive teeth and a nervous mind and are worried about going to the dentist, if you get IV sedation, you won't know what's going on and oh. you'll feel great. You'll come out of it feeling fantastic. I had to have that done, of course, obviously, to have my teeth uh, redone there with the veneers, but... Folks, he is, all he wants to do is make you feel good during the holidays. And if he can't have it done, he'll refer you to somebody that can get it done. But most likely, Dr. Eckert and his group definitely can get it done. Give you that smile that you've been looking for going into 2024. He is taking on new patients. Once again, telephone number 512-345-3166. Is our dentist, should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. All right. Maybe the link that we had for our Bull Mania Pick'em contest was a little faulty. So I just oh, we had problems it. with that in the last place I was with. They always had contests that the shit never worked. No, not a lot worked at that place, did it? No, I mean, it didn't work. It was like, it was the hardest thing to get into. You, It was always told that, oh, this is very simple. But the simpletons couldn't even get in. You know what I mean? Yep, I know what <laughs> you mean. It is, a, Brian asked, it is a confidence pool, but I just refreshed your YouTube, and uh, I just updated the link, so... Hopefully this one actually works. That's my bad on that. Um, but yeah, it is a confidence pool. If you're trying to search it, we're going confidence this year. So not only do you I, have to pick the winner of every bowl game, but you got to rank them in order of confidence, which uh, makes things a little bit spicier. So make sure you get in on that Shreveport game. Oh, yeah. Texas Tech versus Cal. You're, I got a hunch you're putting 5,000 units on your mark you in that game. I'm not touching that game. I'm bypassing that garbage. Come on. Prime time Saturday night. Is that game on prime? I'm actually showing that on TV. 
Yeah, they show every bowl game on TV. They show like every college football game on TV. The Mac, the Whack, and the, the Jack. Come on, that's man. Why, that's why the Mac plays on Tuesday and Wednesday, so they can get on TV. So no, yeah, nobody I'm, would be I'm, watching them you know, on Saturday. You know, during a bowl game, I think I'm going to have to follow Jacksonville State, the team that won me cash during the course of the year. I never heard of Jacksonville State, I think, until this year. Even though they played football, I thought Jacksonville State was like a basketball school. Jacksonville State? Aren't they like FC? Are they even FBS? They FCS. Yeah, they. I mean, they won a bunch of games. They crushed people this year. Oh, they're in a bowl. They're in some kind of bowl. They're one of the new FBS programs. Oh, they've got to sit this one out. I don't know. What a, I'm not putting this. my money on Texas Tech. Dude, you are a degenerate if you're betting a bunch on Jacksonville State. You, you know their mascot? They're the Gamecocks? Is that them? Yeah, the Cockadoodle-Doos. Yeah, they are playing in a bowl game. They're playing on Saturday. Oh, I got them. In the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Some that's people are asking, Where some is people that are asking if that's that a bigger Tulane game. Stadium? Where are they playing at Tulane Stadium? Some people are asking if that is the biggest game that will be played at the Superdome in bowl season. <laughs> some are. It's at the Superdome. Why in the hell is that game at the Superdome? Yes. Take Jacksonville State. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. thousand you to play early. It's a road game because they're playing the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Taking Jacksonville State all the way. Making yourself some money, folks. Jacksonville State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Yes. Oh, easy money. Okay. Now, you're not allowed to get your 5,000-unit plays in until Thursday. Oh. So. I've Which, got some too. My sleeper team, don't worry, my sleeper teams like Michigan, they're going to be something special for you. Oh, now we have multiple sleeper teams. No, 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 no. Just Michigan. Oh, well, you don't I have to make that pick sleeper that team. early. No. Okay. You've got some time before you have to pick the Rose Bowl semifinal and the Texas game for that matter. I do yeah, want to see them. I do not want to see Alabama again. I was saying earlier, early in this for the playoffs. I mean, college football wants to see Alabama and Texas because they want to see if that was for real from the University of Texas. Now that, you know, now that Alabama's back, remember they were going to suck this year? Remember they were only going to win six six games and they were going to truly suck? They didn't have it. They Dude, didn't have the quarterback. I, I, I don't want to see that game now. I, I got so mad at so many people for saying that shit. And there were Texas fans who were saying that, too. That's the worst part. Like, a bunch of people hate Texas. So, uh, other fan bases trying to downplay a big Longhorn victory. That doesn't surprise yeah. me that much. But even Texas fans were like, really? Like, this is the year we beat Alabama? They're not even good. Is this win even really? thing? It's like, hey, here's what I say to that. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> that's what I said. I've been saying that all year long. And people were like, after after that game, especially after Alabama barely beat South Florida. Oh, yeah. They won by two touchdowns, but they played like crap for most of that game. Even Texas fans were like, oh, man, like, really? This is Notre Dame all over again. This team's going to win four games or five games or six games. And wow. And then it's it's like really like you think Alabama under Nick Saban is going to go four and eight or five and seven or six and six? Not not with that guy as their head coach. No, this is no. his first year. In the, it's not his first year. Like he like, did his first year. It's not happening anymore. No, that guy will be done coaching when that starts to happen. 
Right. Yeah. Texas. Oh, you know, Texas went up against a backup quarterback. Yeah. Jalen Milrow, who finished fifth in the country for the Heisman. Uh, back up my ass, dude. Give me a break. That, no, that I don't, I don't want the re, I don't want the rematch. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, no, I, thank, that, no, thank you. I'll take all those others. Anybody really? Uh, You're, yeah, anybody Alabama's the team that scares you the most in this playoff? Oh, yeah. I, I Yeah. Okay. That would be the team that I'd say no thank you to. I'd rather play Michigan. I'd rather be playing Michigan on the first, but I'll take this one. I'll take this group of throwers that played out there in that conference that have that have taken on Oregon and defeated Oregon twice. And I'm not calling Oregon imposters because that's a good football team they beat twice. Well, yeah, Bo Nix had a crazy high completion percentage. <laughs> so they must be great. That's, hey, he was, by the way, he was in New York, too. Don't forget that. He was. So I forget he took a trip to New York yeah, last Oregon week. Was, Oregon was still a very good team. They, yes, they uh, were. Just lost twice to the same team. So. How do you do that? Hey, shouldn't that give you confidence? No, it's, no, it's not. I don't want to play Alabama again. No, okay. I don't want to see. No, I don't want to see Sark versus Nick Saban. We'll see that stuff soon enough. I don't want to see it twice in a year. No. That was the logic, you know. I don't, and I'm not going to beat the same team twice. Washington just beat a top ten team twice. I'm not going with that. It's hard to beat a team twice and all that other shit. No, don't want to see them. They are way more better than they were in the beginning of the season. They are now. I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying they were bad. They're freaking Alabama. For those that think they were going to lose four or five games, no, it's Alabama. They weren't ever. I don't care if Jalen Milrose or Mill Road or the other Road was playing quarterback. They weren't losing four freaking games. I don't even know where that's coming from in fans. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah, well, It didn't matter well, who their quarterback was going to be. They weren't going to lose a bunch of games under Nick yeah. Saban. No, 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 no. Uh, they are way more better than they were, as the Buck says. I, thought, I think they are. I think they're much better than they were in the beginning of the season. I do too. And I thought, I thought Texas was, was better than they were. There are yeah. some teams that have been just consistently good, like my sleeper team that I chose as a sleeper. They weren't getting better as a season. They were good from the get, like you said. There was nothing wrong with that Michigan team. No. You know? They've been talented all year long. For the last two years or for three the last years. Two years. Yes. Hey, a, a group that's been getting it done for way longer than that is Great Blue Heron Furniture. There you go. They've been around since 1991. They've been around longer than I've been alive. Great Blue Heron Furniture Company, a custom leather furniture company, Longhorn owned and operated. Most of the manufacturing is done right here in the great state of Texas. And they build the best looking, most comfortable, and best built furniture anywhere in the world. That's right. Just go to their website, greatblueheronfurniture.com, or click the link in the video description below if you're watching on YouTube to take a look at uh, our Texas Sports Unfiltered collection. That's right. We're moving up in the world. We've got our own furniture collection this stuff is gorgeous it's the last couch you're ever gonna have to buy it's the last recliner you're ever going to need the last bar stools chair bar accessories whatever they've got it all right there online or if you know you don't see anything exactly to what you're looking for they can custom make a piece just for you if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off your purchase as well. That's right, 15% off, no questions asked, at greatblueheronfurniture.com. If you're looking for amazing-looking furniture that is going to last you and your family decades, look no further than greatblueheronfurniture.com. 
Com. Now, folks would say since 1909, when I was still around then, when I was born, but I was not, I was not around either in 1909 when the Cobra family first started their business serving Central Texas with cars, trucks, and SUVs. No, BK, I was not around in 1909. It took a few more years after that before I came around. But the Cobra family, they've been doing it, as I said, since then. And they've got Cobra Ford and Chevy and Hutto. They've got Cobra Ford and Lincoln in Austin. But then out there in beautiful BK, where we went by yesterday morning at 6 a.m. with those with the, with the lights shining out there in BKs and the lot filled with unbelievable cars, trucks, and SUVs. Six brands they carry, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and, of course, Ram. And get that Sierra. You know, get that Sierra, that truck. Get in that truck for the holiday season. Buy Mama a nice Sierra. There you go. Maybe Mama would like a nice Cadillac, one of those SUVs. I love those Cadillac SUVs. That's what I'm into. Can I be Mama? Because I'll take a new caddy. Because i got to be able to put my golf clubs in the back. I also got to be able to put some of my plants and stuff that I do as my gardening, too. But they've got all of that. And in Bee Caves, they got 42 acres of unbelievable products just for you. Go to CobertBeeCave.com. Find out more information on the great weekly sales they have. And when you're there, do say hello to Dan Covert himself. Mike, the general manager, of course, Stacy, Jerome, everybody out there, quality people at all levels out at Covert BK. And nobody beats that Covert deal. Not now, not ever. Not now, not ever. Okay. Um, I want to talk school dress code stuff here in a second. Okay. We'll save the NFL power rankings for tomorrow. Cool. But I do want to mention the uh, the potential Texas target that entered the transfer portal yesterday. There are a couple of University of Houston Cougars that Texas could be interested in. Of course, Dana Holgerson was the coach at UH. He lost his job. Willie Fritz has taken over that program. And anytime you get a coaching change anywhere, you see attrition. Sure. And you're seeing that at U of H right now. Uh, a lot of Texas fans have talked about Matthew Golden, a wide receiver right. from Houston. And that's a guy who was a high four-star recruit out of high school. Texas offered him out of high school. And I think Texas could very much be in the mix for Matthew Golden right now. But not talking about him. Talking about a new player that entered the portal yesterday for the Cougs. Jamari Caldwell, who is a defensive tackle. Second team all Big 12 in Houston's first year in the conference. Six and a half sacks as an interior defensive lineman for the Cougs. Okay, think about how good Tavondre Sweat was this year and is this year. Think about how good Byron Murphy is this year. Neither of those guys got the six and a half sacks this season. That would actually lead Texas this year, those six and a half sacks. So I'm not sitting here telling you that Jamari Caldwell is anything close to Devondre Sweat or Byron Murphy. Look at little Ed, little Ed Oliver. Because he's not. But 6'1", 325, uh, redshirt junior for the Coug, so he'd have just one year of eligibility. He's but a plugger. That, that's a guy, yeah. I mean, that is a guy who could make a big impact. He actually had two sacks in the game against Texas this year. So he gave wow. the Longhorns offensive line some fits in that close game down at TDECU. Absolutely one to keep an eye on. Trying to figure out how Texas is going to replace, you know, T. Sweat and Byron Murphy, who are both probably gone. Alfred Collins could come back. We talked about him earlier. Uh, Vernon Broughton's coming back. Those guys obviously got some run this year. Those yeah. guys are good players, but... It wouldn't surprise me if Texas is in the market to uh, add a more established interior D lineman and Jamari Caldwell from Houston could be in that conversation. Yeah, I, I got to believe that. I mean, you, you got to take a you, you take a flyer on that kid for sure. 
from right down the road from you, you got to you you don't pass him up. Yeah, yeah. Twenty career games for Houston, redshirt junior, uh, twelve TFLs, eight and a half sacks in his career. But this year was a breakout season for Caldwell. Once again, second team All Conference, six wow. and a half sacks. So, uh, yeah, a guy to uh, keep an eye out for for Steve Sarkeesian, Pete Kwiatkowski, and company. Okay, I'm pulling up. I, I did a Google search. So we're talking about dress codes a little bit earlier. And you had to wear a tie every yeah. day? Yes. From what? From kindergarten to senior year no, of high school? From first grade through senior and high school, yes. I wear a tie every day. Okay, so not, not that far off from kindergarten. Yeah, you're uh, right. Not a suit, just just a tie, a button-up shirt, and some slacks? Yes, and khakis, they're all Jake from State Farm every day? Just about. Okay. Well, we had the we had the blue ones, too, the blue pants that look kind of that same material. Mm-hmm. And we had the 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 off-white-looking pants. You know, yeah, we do that stuff. Uh-oh, here's general guidelines. Okay, so here I just pulled up the – I'm going to try to zoom in on this a little bit, although I, I think this is relatively easy to read, but let's make it okay. easier. How's that? Better? Yeah, good. Okay, so here is the current Austin Independent School District dress code. Basic principle. Certain body parts must be covered for all students at all times. These Clothes must be worn in a way that such abdomen, genitals, buttocks, breasts, and nipples, so those are different than breasts, are fully covered with opaque fabric. All items listed in the must-wear and may-wear categories meet this basic principle. Okay. Okay. Students must wear a shirt with fabric that touches the waistband in the front, back, and on the sides under the arms. So it's got, you can't have that Zeke Elliott cutoff. No, you can't come to school with a cutoff on, no. Got to at least reach, uh, what, your sides. Yes. And pants slash jeans or the equivalent. So skirt, sweatpants, leggings, a dress, or shorts, and shoes. Sounds like you can come in with holy jeans, though. They don't say anything about holes in your jeans. Well, let's go. Students may wear ripped jeans. Uh-oh, there you go. As long as underwear and buttocks are not exposed. So that means they can be on your thigh area. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Thigh's pushing it, right? If there's just a giant rip on the thigh. Yeah, you know, some come with those little, yeah, with the material. I, I understand. Yeah, you don't want you don't want you don't want a lot of thighs shown. Okay, and th- this one is new from when I was in school. Now I didn't do AISD, so maybe this has been around there for a while. But uh, tank tops m- may be worn, including spaghetti straps. Back when I was in school, back in my day, back in your day. Oh, dude, I had to walk uphill both ways oh, in the God. snow in the mean streets of Richardson, Texas. You know how tough yeah. that was for me. The yeah, girls came in there strapless. You couldn't do strapless. Or you couldn't? No, no spaghetti, no spaghetti straps, no jersey. We couldn't wear like basketball jerseys or anything like that. No sleeveless shirts. First of all, nobody no. wants armpits. No one wants to see everybody's hairy armpits. No wife beaters. No. We might have had a few of those on staff. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. At least I hope I hope I'm just kidding. Um there you go. Hoodie sweatshirts. You can wear hoodie sweatshirts, but your face and ears must be visible to school staff. Yeah, that's a big thing. You can't wear a hoodie with the hood on covering your ears nowadays. 
Yeah, you can't be walking around listening to your music underneath your hood. They don't want that happening. No, they don't want that. And then students can play students that people's can, music. Oh yeah. Well, I always and I I did that bit all the time. Like not necessarily in school, but just when I was in public places where I was supposed to be paying attention. You know, this is this is pre Bluetooth headset days. You'd have those wired earbuds and I'd like stick it under my shirt and have the so the cord was hidden. I just have the little earbud sticking out of the top, you know? I would be listening to Major League Baseball with a transistor radio in my pocket and the wire run up through my collar, you know, my little collar there by my tie, yeah. run to my ear with my hand over my ear Boom. in class as a middle schooler. Uh, well, not even as a middle schooler. That was before middle, I was in fifth and sixth grade, Our Lady of Miraculous Metal in Greensboro, North Carolina, where all the students were black and all the nuns and priests were white. I Our mean, Lady. Our Lady of what bullshit was she on? <laughs> Miraculous Metal. I what was, is that? Miraculous Metal? It's a your metal, rival. It's a metal. Your, your rival was Awesome Aluminum? No. What is that? <laughs> I, that's why I went to elementary school, right up from the Civic Center in Greensboro, where Curly Neal would play with the Globetrotters, where I used to try to chase them and get the ball from Curly Neal. And so I wore that. I, I would place the earpiece in, put my hand over my ear, and listen to the when the uh, – Baltimore Orioles were going to world championships and playing. I would listen to the World Series, you know, and the nuns, they couldn't see it because they would you know, run up by through my neck. You had the collared shirt on with the tie up like this, as tight as could be, and a little piece that would run. And yeah. you'd listen. Transistor radio, BK. AM. Transgender radio. Oh, AM. <laughs> That's what you listen to now, I think. <laughs> no, I listen to, you know what I listen to now. We built this city on rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, you literally listen to Texas Sports Unfiltered and Bob FM. Bob FM. I still, I can't, you know, that Bob, that Bob FM thing started. I, and now I listen to a variety of different, I listen to Sun Radio too. I love Sun, Sun Radio on the weekends. I love their jazz format on Sundays. Is that all Christmas stuff right now? No, it's still, okay. they still run their jazz on Sundays. Nice. But Bob FM that's that's just kind of happening to me. You know, I, I start humming those songs. I can't, they play them 25 times a day. Yeah. You, you know, you I hear have, the Rocky theme. I hear the Rocky theme at least five times. But I have the Tiger? The Eye of the Tiger is on. But Built This City on Rock and Roll, I hear that about five or six times a day. A day? Think, There's no way they play it five or six times a day. Of course they do. I think all that stuff's on a loop or something. But you got to hear it. I hear yeah. Eye of the Tiger. I have not been in my car that I have not heard Eye of the Tiger at least twice during the course of a ride somewhere. I I hate that song, dude. What? Yeah, I just don't think that's a good song. I also haven't seen any of the Rocky movies, which people hate me for that. So maybe I'd like it more if I'd actually watch the movies. You'd like you'd like some of the, the music from Home Alone if you'd actually watch. You will see Home Alone this, this holiday season. Eye of the Tiger is Rocky, right? Because isn't there a different yeah. Rocky theme song, too? Yeah, there's there's one by Jim uh, James Brown. Okay, that's I living in America. I hope you're right because I I don't I don't feel confident in my knowledge of movies that I haven't seen. Believe it or not, um, I gotta believe that I gotta believe that Bob is playing. Uh, that's gotta be music from the '60s, '70s, '80s. They play uh, everything. They, now they don't go past. They don't play any. They play they play '60s stuff. Yeah, they do. I think they do. They play classic. Know. They play the classic hits. I think they. I think they might go back to the seventies. 
don't know if they go before that. Well, it's nice being able to talk about a different radio station, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's it's just it's the music, man. It's it's yeah. the music. It's that time of the year. But I get in there and I, I like the. But I the built this city is not my favorite. Who's that? Is that Jefferson Airship or whatever it is? Uh, Jefferson Starship. Yeah, I don't think that's it. That's, I think that's just Starship. Yeah, what was the one I was humming to you yesterday? You you told me there's there's Jefferson Airplane and there's Starship. I think we built this city as Starship. Okay. Um, what was the one you were singing yesterday? It wasn't We Built This City. You've been singing that every time I've answered the phone when you've called in the I last I can't help myself. That thing is going to play. Just hit me with We Built This City. And I don't know <laughs> if you know any of the other words besides that. You know oh, what I they built this city on? Rock and roll. Okay, there you go. You yes, they did. They built it on rock and roll. Mm. That song is catchy, though, isn't it? It is catchy. It is, yeah. it, it is catchy. I mean, something by... Abba, that's always good. Well, I'll dancing get Queen. Yes, you'll, you'll get the Dancing Queen a couple times a day. Okay. I like that. All right, a couple more on this dress code. Students cannot wear violent language or images. So I guess no... They can't, no, no birds, no double birds. You can't have clothing. a yeah, meme of Tom Herman giving you the double birds. That's no not problem. allowed. Violent language, so I guess no cuss words on there. Images or languages depicting drugs or alcohol, so no Altstadt beer shirts allowed. That's a shame. No Cheeching Chong faces. No Cheeching Chong faces. No, the kids are doing that stuff. Let them wear the shirts. Come problem on, there. Hate speech, profanity, pornography. Images or language that creates a hostile or intimidating environment. That feels subjective. Uh, anything that reveals visible undergarments. Swimsuits. No, no see-throughs. You can't do see-throughs. No see-throughs. No swimsuits. Accessories that could be considered dangerous or used as a weapon. So no brass knuckles, kids. And any item that obscures the face or ears except for religious observance. So I couldn't come in here dressed like a priest and say, hey, listen, I'm just dressed like a priest for the day. I like the gear. Uh, no, I don't think you can do that. No religious promotion? No, unless you're actually a priest. Yeah, you can wear religious headwear. Oh, yeah. So I guess you, you could come in that. dressed like a rabbi. Yeah, but I feel like you'd have to do that every day, right? That's got to be part of your gig. Like if you want to dress up like an Orthodox Jew, you would have to dress up like that every day to where it's like, no, this is he actually is observing or she actually is observing. So that's that's what they can wear. Like unless it's Halloween or school dress up day, like you can't just randomly show up as a priest or a uh, rabbi or something like that. Or Elvis, right? you couldn't dress up like Elvis every day. No, yeah, you can do Elvis. I'm not gonna do Elvis. <laughs> Dude, I, I just no, I just had to wear my little tie, and it was it was like a little plaid tie too. It had a little color like green and yellow in it. Yeah. Every day, same tie, same. I then I got so good at it, I didn't have to redo the tie. Just take it over like that, leave it there, put it back on, tighten it back up. Mm -hmm. I guess in a sense, like. I guess it's kind of nice that you didn't have to pick out what you were going to wear no. to school every day. Like, you just knew. Now, I assume you had, like, multiple shirts and multiple pairs of pants, so you weren't doing laundry every single day, right? Oh, my mama wasn't about that. I was the oldest of eight. There were eight kids oh. that went to Catholic school. No, no. There, there was – no, you were – hey, you were wearing that – you were wearing those khakis for at least two to three days in a row. I don't mm. care what you did them. If you charge yourself – 
they were going back on their bodies the next day before they hit the washing machine. I mean, that's why you made the claim early on that you were never going to shit yourself. Maybe you were just worried that you knew you were going to have to wear the same pants three more days. <laughs> maybe, in a maybe, row. That, maybe that's the reason why. Yeah, that could have been your issue right there. Oh, um, no. I've, God. No, no, no. Being, let me tell you something. I'm talking about hand me down. Being the oldest of eight boys, stuff got handed down, brother. There wasn't a lot of newness coming around. Where'd you get your stuff? Well, I got—I was first up. I got first dibs. So you I got, got all, you the, got new all the new stuff. Everyone else got screwed. Plus, I had, you know, for a little guy, I had big-ass feet. You know, I, when I was in high school, I wore 11 in high school. I was a size 11 in high school. By the time I got to ninth and 10th grade, I was 11. And none of my brothers could. They were, they were all like nines. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They're like, we can't wear these clown shoes this dude used to wear. <laughs> we can't be putting these on and going to school. Know what they say about guys with big feet? Big hearts. I was gonna say big socks, but yeah, that that, that checks yeah, out man. too. I guess that works. Oh man! All right, quick well, shout out. We couldn't wear sneakers. Oh, you had to wear dress shoes. Yeah, we had to wear dress shoes too. Oh, Catholic school, you couldn't, you couldn't roll in there with no. You couldn't wear. You couldn't come in there with cons on. You couldn't wear Converse back in the day. Now, when you got to high school, you could, but okay. but middle school, you had to wear these penny loafers. These nasty ass shoes that look like the ones the nuns used to wear just jet black they're like work boots like you're going to work you're either going to going to catholic school or you're going to go work down in the steel mills it was just steel toed boots it was the same it was God. unbelievable oh my you had to go to play i mean you had to go you know recreation time wearing those big ass shoes <laughs> running around no couldn't wear sneakers when you yeah. got to, when you got to high school you could you still had to wear that still had to wear that tie though there you go yeah, dress shoes suck. That's the worst part of the outfit right oh, there. It was. It was absolutely. Quick shout out to uh, Old Stat Beer, the best beer in the entire world. I think we've given them some love, but I'll give them some more love. It's liquid. There you go. It's the best beer that exists. If you're drinking other beer, you're wasting your time. Uh, no controversy with the cans. You know, it, it's it's great beer. Great cans. Available wherever you buy your beer. This stuff is legit. One sip and you won't go back to the other beers you've been drinking in the past. It's Old Stat Beer. No impurities. No regrets. Love it. You won't have any regrets listening to these two jabronis. Let's bring on both halves of chaos theory. It's Rodney. It's Wags. Those are two public school kids. There's two public school guys right there. Oh, oh. I guarantee you. A couple of pubbies. We used to call them the pubbies. I actually went to a magnet school in Baltimore called Baltimore Polytechnic High School. Or Baltimore Polytechnic. Uh, Is that where you learn plumbing and stuff like that? You were tech school. You go to tech. You, you learn engineering, so you got to take two maths and two sciences a semester. Really? What the hell are you doing? What, why are you doing this then? Yeah, I mean, what, what was that all about? <laughs> um, I I do other stuff, guys. Like I, I'm here with my friends. Rodney, did you have did you have shop in your school? Did you back in those days? You have shop. Yeah, yeah we, we had shop as well. Um, so also after Polytech. Um, I went to Brunswick High and then to Polytech and then back to Brunswick High. And at Brunswick High, we had shop, uh, not just auto shop, but you had wood shop. Um, you had welding. I mean, you make all your your. Did you make all your weapons there? Is that where you made all your weapons? No, I I, I, I I fashioned my own weapons and fashioned my own garbs and stuff. Just <laughs> wow. living in the woods, living in the yeah, woods we, out there. So you know where the Blair Witch Project is, or or you've heard of the Blair Witch Project? I have. Yes. Yes. 
Okay, Brunswick, you see the sign that says Brunswick, Burkittsville? I'm five minutes from the Blair Witch Project. And oh, by the way, it was old man Lorenzi's house. It wasn't the Blair Witch Project or whatever. And if you walk up into the South Mountain Woods, you can get out of them in like two minutes. You could literally piss from one side to the other and get out of the South Mountain Woods. So it wasn't like, the, like them running for miles in the dark? That's all no. they did was just run back and forth and then go into a damn <laughs> cobblestone house. And then, oh, I mean, hell, it, it produced, you know, thousands of dollars or millions of dollars man great on them it was uh it was kind of like the the pathway to to doing streaming and shit like that to live streaming or whatnot pioneering pioneering we, we had we had auto shop we had auto shop i didn't have to take it because i had my dad working on race cars i knew more than the fucking instructor so <laughs> so we had that and then we had then we had industrial arts and that Ooh. was like crafting you, you know that that's where you went in and you made shit out of wood and, and and Bucky, back in back in my day, man, I actually took typing. We had typing well, I did class. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was I was great. I could type. Yeah, yeah. You walk by there, and all you could hear was. And then, then of course you had and 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 our people were ruthless back then. But you know, nobody cared. We had FFA, you know, Future Farmers of America. But all of these smart asses in school, they used to call it Future, another very bad F word of America. Oh yeah, and, and oh, we, I'll, we I'll still figure there. out which we F it was. Aggies. That's good. I mean, yeah. we did. Yeah, we did. Exactly. I never. I, I. I didn't do shop. We didn't. You know, I. I was at. I was all the all the kids that did shop and vocational stuff ended up working in the steel mills, making you know in the making in the in the seventies like twenty five dollars an hour. Then I said, oh, I'm going to college and play football. These dudes are making like thousands of dollars a week. Yeah, you were a you were a student yeah. athlete. You got yourself out of there, right? Yeah, also, Mayo, yeah. the, the auto shop teacher was the the female soccer coach too. So you had a, you had a whole bunch of girl oh, soccer players in auto shop too that were trying to learn stuff. And you that know, was my typing dropping class, yeah. all the time. They had like, some oops, big Cadillacs in that shop. I'm just gonna say they had some big backseat Cadillacs in shop. <laughs> nice. Hey, buddy, nice. what? Um, Earlier, you were talking about that you wanted to be a meteorologist. You, oh, I, I am. Well, well, I know, but but if you want to be certified, I mean, it's got to be pretty easy. I can perform marriages, dude. I'm I'm like a minister. I've performed Are like you serious marriages. Have we talked yeah. about this? No, you've done marriages, one like real marriages that matter. They count. You're a priest. Yeah, I get, I get <laughs> to sign Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, they actually call me a minister. I'm a minister. Ah, I did it online. Ordained. Ordained. <laughs> I'm ordained, man. I'm, so you you folks out there in TSU land, if you you need to get married, call your man right here. I'll, I'll hook your ass up. Twenty five dollars. How much? I mean, he ain't trying to marry you. He's trying to steal the bride. Don't go. Rates, don't go nowhere near him. Rates vary. He's rates out. vary. <laughs> rates vary by your economic situation. Rates vary. That's right. That's right. Most of my friends are broke, so that can tell you what my rates are. <laughs> All right, boys. I got some things to do. Smashing.